lovely folks. Mm. Why do you always laugh? <laughs> as soon as I start, I hate everybody in this kitchen. Wow. Welcome to studio. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely a studio, and parlor. it's also obviously a parlor. Shut up! I haven't introduced either of you yet. Welcome to episode eighty nine of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlor. I am your titular Stace, feeling festive and such. I can't wait to get started on the mauled wine, baby. Woo! And joining me in this kitchen parlor studio, I'll introduce which first because you know him. It's Rich. It's me husband. He does podcasts with me quite regularly. Hi, Rich. Hello. It is a pleasure to meet you. You might want to lean in a bit further, because it's not... Hello! Oh. How is everyone today? That definitely clipped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and to my left, and potentially marginally less annoying, wow. it's uh, it's my non-copy Whoa. friend tip person, Phil. Hi, Phil. Hiya! <laughs> I hate you both. I told you I hated everybody in this fucking kitchen. Including yourself. Myself included, yeah. So uh, this is our sort of annual tradition of uh, festive nonsense where we get a bit tipsy on mulled wine and apparently I get high on cinnamon. So that's a thing that you can do. We discovered. I don't get it. Uh, I think we said this last year. Oh, Most did I get it then? Because I don't think I don't. don't Sally cinnamon. Saying it again ain't going to help me. Like... Sally Cinnamon. <laughs> oh, Sally Cinnamon. <laughs> Makes oh, all the difference, doesn't it? Yeah, perfect. Um, so we're going to do our end of year review thing about some pop culture and that and whatnot. Should preface this by saying that we're recording it a week earlier than usual. So it's like December the 7th or something, which means that there are or films something. that haven't come out yet that might have made it into our top fives, but it's not going to Or they came out today. Yeah. Is it Spider-Man that came out today? Yeah. Well, it's an unlimited screening tonight, and then it's out tomorrow, or previews tomorrow, or all okay. day. Yeah. So it's kind of pointless. Yeah, so if you like listening to this on whenever it comes out, which is probably Christmas Eve, and going, and nobody likes Spider-Man. Aquaman Fuck hasn't come out yet, which obviously will yeah. be our number one. The greatest film in the history of mankind. Yeah. In cinematic. the history of yeah, so that's a preface. And there's also a preface that I still haven't shaken this cough that I've had since October. So I'm really sorry because the drunker I get, the less likely I am to turn away from the mic when I cough. And I'm sorry about that. Where's she going to cough, though? I'm going to cough in your faces and all over the mic and give everybody all the germs. Um, I'm going to stop singing. Should I have done some prep for this? Probably. Oh, shit, um, son. Phil. What is... Hello. Because you're technically the guestiest oh, of the guests no. that are here. Because this one lives here. Um, I'm going to let you pick which which category you want to go first with. AKA, you can't be asked to pick. Well, no, it's no. I'm no, being, I'm being no. fucking kind, eh? Fucking kind. Fucking co- pick a fucking okay. category. Should we go with comics then? Yeah, go on, because I haven't got any. So ah, that'd be easy for me. Ah. I tell a lie, I've got one. So I'll just talk about that at the end, I guess. Okay. Phil, what was your fifth My bestest? number five yeah. <laughs> uh, was Die, Die, Die. Um, My darling. No, 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 just die, die, die. Definitely no darlings on this podcast. No. Um, written by Robert Kirkman and Scott Gimple and art by Chris Gimple. Burnham. Yeah. Okay. I think he was a producer on the Walking Dead TV show. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I haven't a clue. But basically, it was a comic that they kind of, and I hate to use the term, but it's the best way to describe it in this modern day. They Beyonce'd it. I don't know what that means. So you know how she did with um, her last album where she just suddenly announced it's out today oh okay yeah. so unlike with most comics now where you see the reviews or like and the, um, the Cloverfield whatever Parad- yeah Parad- so like with most comics these days you see the cover and you see the solicitation and the breakdown and of the next three issues like three months before because of the crappy way that 
comics are these days. <laughs> they suddenly turned, turned around on Tuesday and just went, and this new number one is out in shops tomorrow. And they basically just sent it to retailers. That's not why I like it. That's just some background around the actual story itself, uh, comic itself. It's basically, how can I kind of describe it? It's kind of political, kind of spy thriller, but in the vein of Crank, the film. So it's very over the top. Have I seen Crank? Yes. Is that a one with a Statham? Yes, that's genuinely one of my favourite films. Then? Yeah, That'd be a whole different <laughs> <laughs> um, So it's the first issue. One of the blokes just gets his nose clean cut off with like a machete. Excellent. And you just see it there. Of course. Um, there's lots of blood and the guts everywhere. Die, die, die. They do. They do. Um, and like the president. Is it three people that die or people that die thrice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing the the, the, the fact that it's die 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 is around the fact that it kind of centers around three brothers ah. um to an extent mark Wahlberg one of them no <laughs> no no <laughs> uh and yeah it's it's very pseudo oh, over the top audacity stopped i don't know what just happened we may have lost audio so that's fine it's no, just me no, talking no, most it was like a second or so okay. um so it's very sort of over the top um it's very gory very graphic there's lots of swearing, drug use. Um, the president or presidential candidate is a female that goes to lots of orgies and sex brothel parties and openly it's just to gain blackmail information. Yep, it's a skybound book. But sex brothel parties? Yes. I like it. They exist. Um, sex brothel as opposed to... Um, as opposed to... A food brothel. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 99 cents brothel. Um, I do like a good chicken brothel. <laughs> <laughs> broth soup. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so that, that's my number five. Oh, Scotch brothel. That's, that's what, what I was after. Yeah. I would not. What the Scotch brothel? I'd not even heard of that. So what? My finger is not on the pulse of comics currently, which is why I don't have a top five because I've barely read anything, and most of the things I have read were things I've been reading for a real long time, like Saga and Wickdiv and Turtles and Wickdiv. Yeah, yeah. You know, hashtag Wickdiv. <laughs> Rich, what's your number? Is it my dear, then? Right. Mine is an image comic called The Weatherman. Oh, I did read this. I didn't like which it. Which is based on the Bewitched song. Blame oh. it on The Weatherman. Because <laughs> they do blame it on The Weatherman. Um, What's this for? I like that song. Shut up. It's not bad. You've done a karaoke, yeah? There's a guy living on Terraform Mars in the future who's The Weatherman, and he's really famous and really popular. And then one day he gets accused of committing the biggest terrorist attack of all time on Earth. Oh, no. And this is all quite early on because someone thinks that he is the person, he's had the consciousness transferred of the person who did it to his body, but he's forgot he did it. Right. Yeah. It's a bit convoluted, but it's I feel like, stupid sorry, and sorry to Sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like I should have said up top that there's going to be a lot of spoilers for 2018 related things. This is not a spoiler. This no, is the but first just in 10 ca- pages. Just in ca- people get sensitive about spoilers and I can understand why. So let's just tell everyone now. There's okay. going to be all the spoilers. Well, you tell them, Steve, Dave. I will. So, yeah, it's, by, it's written by Jodie, I want to say, Lehi, Lehi up. Um, art by Nathan Fox. And someone else, I thought it was. Oh, the colour is by Dave Stewart, who's done loads of various things over the years. It's pretty stupid and over the top and quite violent in parts, which I like. It's also got that kind of art, which I know can be off-putting to some people, where everything seems to be happening at once. Like, there's a lot of stuff in it, but I like it. It's quite neon and 
Weird. Yeah, I think I really enjoyed the colours in it. They yeah. definitely stand out. And I think one of the things with this as well is when they were promoting it, they did a soundtrack. So they got, yeah, for each issue, they got like a different a playlist to, and stuff. To create or... a song, especially for that issue. And That's a common all... thing lately as well of people going, this is a playlist on Spotify you should listen to while reading this book. They did it was like Royal City, didn't they, from yeah. last year and yeah. stuff. So. But yeah, that's about all I want to say about it without diving into too much information. But if you like sci-fi, violent stuff, then it's a very image book okay. in a good way. Fair dues. The Weatherman. Phil. Hello there. Do I have to say your names every time? Or can you just... You really we want. just feel like you just want from... to keep you involved. Well, I'm, since, I'm, but... you know, I feel like as the host, I ought to involve myself occasionally also. But I've, exactly. got, I've got nothing you, to You say. carry on. It's your podcast. You speak. You say my name whenever you want. Um, so my number four um, was Oblivion Song. So another Skybound book, again by Robert Cohen, yeah. uh, by Lorenzo De Felici. Again, so, no pronounce from pronounce it wrong. <laughs> um, so it's it, it opens in the, the near future um, where there's been kind of a occurrence where a significant population of the world have been what's the word spirited away or. Um, Raptured. Raptured kind of thing. And at first, initially, they thought they were all dead. But then they discovered that they'd been raptured and that things from where they'd been raptured to have come over to this side to take their place. Oh. So there's kind of like dinosaur-type creature things running around. And then it centres around this one man and his team. And this man slowly goes back to the other side, to the other side and he starts bringing people back. And so it's all these people that are presumed dead and then presumed raptured and then they're brought back into this society. Um, and then obviously the government get involved and there are twists and there are turns and there are revelations. Um, and dinosaurs? Kind of things, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like faceless army men. Um, and one of the reasons this this guy, who I forget his name, um, is so... Ian, Ian Oblivion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the reasons he's so keen on getting over there is because his brother's over there. Um, so that's kind of his selfish reason for keeping the project going and finding these people. Um, but obviously it takes a lot of government funding and etc. So he goes a bit rogue. Um, and the Oblivion song itself, there's a, a silence, but it's not silent when you're over on that side of the or on that parallel world okay. type thing. It feels like this might confuse me, I'll be honest. I'm just not going to describe anything. <laughs> no, you should know this like six years confused. now. Yeah, my capacity for understanding is pretty low, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, so it's, again, like Richie's, it's a bit science fiction, a bit pulpy. Richie's having a scritch of his own head there. Yeah. For anyone that was interested in those noises. <laughs> Rich. Stay. My number four comic is another image comic. It's another one I it's didn't It's another like. Brussels sprout. <laughs> it is, um... <laughs> oh, here we go. <coughs> Ice Cream Man by Maxwell Prince and Martin Marazzo and Chris O'Halloran. Halloran? 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 I don't know. Um, it's technically an anthology book of hor- mostly horror. You can have another chocolate orange piece, Phil. It's acceptable. <laughs> um... So like, that'd be story. That'd be Ice Cream Man is on the periphery of most of these stories. He's maybe a demon, maybe a god, maybe just a creepy fuckwit. So there'll be like one one particularly depressing story is a couple who become addicted to drugs and then one of them dies, and that's the story. <laughs> it's just very creepy, and the art is very creepy in the way it's done. So it's just pretty much self-contained. Then? Yeah, like there's like a, like I mean, a if kind you, of creep show. 
linked. Yeah, a little bit. But it's, it's you don't have to read them in order per se. But I think you get more enjoyment out of them if you do because I think as it goes on, they they kind of get a bit worse and a bit worse and a bit worse. So you can feel more of a impending dread from them. Maybe I'll go back to it then because I read issue one and I got to the end and I was like, this hasn't really hooked me. But if that was like technically the end it's of quite, the story, it's quite a sparse. Um, <coughs> like the stories are quite slow paced, but not like dragged out or you know, let's make four issues of one one book. It's just hmm, little things happening to to people on hmm. quite a suburban setting. Hmm. And to like try and describe more stories, just spoiling them. Really. Yeah, so yeah. bit rude, isn't it? But yeah, yet another image comic. Which isn't a massive surprise. And again, I really like oh, the art. Yours, the art reminds me a lot as well of... Um, oh, crap, I forgot the other book. I love that book. Yeah. It's a young animal book from this year. From this year? Yeah. I don't know. It might have been the same artist. might be why. I think it was the Milkman, actually, who was liking the crossover between young animal books and the main DC universe. No idea. Character called the Milkman. No. Nope. Let's move on. Okay. Phil. Uh, my number three was um, X Men Grand Design by Ed Pisker. I presume that's how you pronounce the name again. Good Don't time. know. I think technically the first issue came out at the very end of last year, but it was after we recorded. Okay. I'll and then the it. subsequent three have been this year. Um, it's basically a kind of six issue project that covers the X Men history from 1963 all the way up to 1991 in oh. six issues. And it's by this one guy, and he. Obviously writes, well not writes, but condenses and scripts. Um, he draws, inks, colours, letters, and basically compacts everything. And it's, because it, obviously let's face it with X-Men, there's quite a lot of garbage in there throughout the years and it's, quite a lot of yeah. stretched, a lot of convoluted, convoluted stuff. Um, and he, the guy did, um, I don't know if you've ever read the, he does a hip-hop history book, Hip-Hop Family Tree. Um, um, yeah, I know of it. Um, I think that was Fantagraphics maybe. And it's a similar sort of style. So he's a very, he's not a, a mainstream comic person, not definitely not a superhero comic, obviously, although mm-hmm. that's where his interests lie. Um, but he's more of a, a cartoonist and he does um, everything himself. And it's just, it, for me, I just really enjoyed just reading, rereading or reinterpreting these stories from my childhood, um, but not having to sit through. 20 million pages of Claremont <laughs> dialogue. through a ton yeah. of or, or reading 85 books a week based on one character. Yeah, you, you know, there are bits where it's like one panel sums up an entire crossover. <laughs> and it's like, so you're going to get your money's okay. worth and, and it, you don't not understand anything. And it's like the first two issues only covered from like X-Men 1 to 93. Yeah. So before even Wolverine and, and all that came in. But... Yeah, so for anyone that's got a history or an interest in X-Men, it's, it's quite an interesting project. Yeah, that's not for me. It's not for you? I don't no. like the X-Men. No, no, there's no Deadpool in it at all. Oh, well, they but can it, it's, get it's, it's then. a concept that they can do with more <laughs> things because it can get you to go, oh, that's what that meant, or yeah. this is what happened to this. Or actually, character. like, entice new readers in without them being like, ah. No, they don't, no, they don't want to do that anymore. No. They want to get the existing reader to buy 15 issues of Batman or Wolverine this month. That's all they care about. That's yeah. double shipping. Right. Not going to work. But anyway. Rich. My number three is a Vertigo comic. Ooh. Changing up. Um, it's Hexwires by Ben Blacker and Mirka Andolfo. Ah. I assume it's Andolfo. Um, there's only been two issues so far, but I've really enjoyed it. It's um, it's about this coven of reincarnating witches who are up against a team called the Architects, which are a team of men trying to kill these witches. And so the first issue, the f- even probably less than half of it, is... 
moments through time of them fighting and catching blah blah blah. And then in 2005, they capture the head witch killer, think that's the end of it. But then she wakes up in like a 1950s suburban setting where all the women aren't allowed to like leave their little suburban town um, because there's wildfires that will damage them. So they all stay at home and are very stereotypical 50s wives. Oh, okay. And that's the concept so far. Like Fetus. I say, there's only been two issues out. Um, and Ben Blackie used to write... <clears throat> For and perform on, I think the thrill and adventure time, yeah, thrill and adventure time. That's two different things. Um, and he's done other stuff, which I know he's done I a few never remember. Deadpool issues yeah. and stuff as well. Yeah, he did a few around the same time, or not long after Brian Persane left. I think yeah. he wrote a few, and he may have been involved in Spider-Man Deadpool as well. Because they've they have a few one shots, don't they? Yeah, that, because mm-hmm. people haven't written the rest of the comic yet. <laughs> um, but no, it's very very intriguing. It's been a while since I've read. A Vertigo book because most of them they were just Sandman related. Yeah, yeah. well, they, they had a big push recently, didn't they, and tried to introduce a few more things. Yeah. Well, I thought they were trying to get rid of Vertigo for a while because that's why they no, fucked they off Constantine, wasn't it? Can't, yeah, because they wanted to get rid of anything that was in Vertigo that was connected to anything else. Right. And so it was a bit weird that they brought Sandman stuff back yeah. in a way because Sandman has been in DC Comics, but not really to the level that Constantine has, I yeah. suppose. Um, so yeah, I think earlier this year they kind of cancelled everything, didn't they? Yeah. Sorry, I got foot cramp. Oh, okay. I was trying to be subtle about it, but clearly I didn't. And then, I mean, job. DC lately like, brought in Jinx World as well, which is Bendis's kind <clears> of vertigo, <throat> non-continuity stuff. So they're doing quite interesting things with it. Yeah, they've got a lot of new editors there and people that are trying stuff. So hex wives. Seems well, like hex wives, but hex wives. I get witches. it. I get it. It's a play on words, often used for humorous effect. It's so good. I've forgotten what number we're up to, but Phil? Number two. Uh, my number two is uh, Gideon Falls by <laughs> Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrento. I like this one. Do you? Yeah, I That's do. That's good. I is it in your top five? It's not in my... Well, I didn't uh, make a top five, uh, so, but it might have been if I'd have read more than... You can't like it then. Yeah. If I'd have read more than five things that I'd have liked, right, okay, I might have enough. made a top five and it probably would have been in it. <laughs> um, so uh, it's essentially like a horror story in parts, and it starts off... There are a couple of parallel stories in this town of Gideon Falls involving a priest that's been sent to the the town uh, to replace the last priest that died um, of drowning. Um, and there's also a psychiatric patient who's living within the town. Um, and you basically, as the story goes on, you find out that there is something more sinister afoot in this local mm-hmm. town uh, involving an old barn. A spooky barn. It's a spooky barn. Um, and if, if any of it, you know, it's quite similar to, well, not similar in tone. And obviously, if you read uh, Lemire's Witches or uh, Royal City, you know, he's very good with the, the quiet moments yeah. and the, the personal interaction and that horror uh, form. And um, Sorrento's work, I know he worked with Lemire on both Green Arrow and Old Man Logan. So they've got a, a very good understanding of each other. Um, and quite a lot of the panels and the washes and the colours are, are different from mainstream comics and they they add to the creepiness and to the alone and the mental state of the characters, uh, especially when these horror flashes and, and parts are introduced. Um, so it's one that I'm definitely... It, it ends on a cliffhanger every month and you, you, you want to find out what happens next. Mm-hmm. I agree with Phil. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Motion past. Yep. My number two is another image comic. 
No. Oh, yeah, yeah that was Image as well. <laughs> <laughs> by Image Comics. Done. Move on. Um, it's Manators by Apple things. Software Update that's just appeared. Just on, came. In the studio. Go away. Is it, is it going? It's, I mean, not, it's, still it's not going it's still up. Going. I know. It's, but I don't, it's, it's stressing oh, me. Oh, okay, it's this is now just awkward as hell. Just, just close the program. Stop. Just get to fuck. Anyway, cool. Um, Manny is by Chelsea Kane and Kate Niemchik. Nice. Nice. Niemchik? I don't know. No, no idea. It's about, there's, um, I can never remember how, what this word is. A mutation in toxoplasmosis causes you say that again. menstruating women to turn into vicious wild cats. Um, so there are estrogen blockers in the water and in most drinks and most food to stop young girls menstruating and turn into panthers to kill people. Not everyone has this mutation of the... <laughs> Toxoplasmosis. Um, I remember. But they're just, you know... I haven't even read it. Check with everyone. <laughs> and then this girl starts menstruate, menstruating because she, and then she stops taking or stops drinking the public water and things like that. Mm-hmm. And her parents are police officers who look into these kind of big cat killings. It's probably aimed at not me. Yeah. But I just find the story interesting. The art's very, um, I, I don't know, cute is probably the wrong word, but it, it, it is put, it, it's done in a way that looks like, oh, here's a nice little teen book that's nice and perfect. I don't know, it's about cats killing people, which I enjoy as well. And the characters are quite likeable for a change because normally you get these things where, oh, someone's parents are separated, so they're both arseholes or one of them's an arsehole. But no, they're both just people who aren't married anymore and are quite like that at all. And that's what, it's an intriguing concept. I mean, there's a lot of books lately about women being oppressed by society. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are a bit too, like, <sighs> fucking preacher. You think you're a bitch planet, aren't you? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, where, where at least DC's kind of put a spin on it, so it's not just that same story. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a, not a reason for it as such, but something actually happening as opposed to just men are arseholes. Because men are arseholes in real life. I don't need to read about it. Yeah, I, the thing that's putting me off from what you were describing is I don't know how much I like the idea of, like, how is it, how is it put? What is it? Do no. is it? How, Where is it? Whoa! How is it presented that they're turning into cats during menstruation? Because if it's like, oh, women who are menstruating are monsters, then I might not No, it's be supposed to be that something's just happened. Okay, so it's not presented like all menstruating women are fucking no, crazy. It, the thing is, right. it's like... A small, very small percentage of women it's happened to, so they decided to punish all women, in essence. Right. Okay, I get it now. I'm with you. There you go. Okay, that makes sense. I'll not give that And boys can still have, like, sodas that haven't got these blockers in, so they have better drinks and better food and stuff like that. Of course they do. Yeah. Fucking men. I hate them all. (laughs) Man eaters. Phil, I am. Nelly Furtado. That's, That's what I was thinking the entire time you were talking. Uh, So my number one... um, is The Immortal Hulk uh, by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. I don't like the Hulk. You don't ever read it. I say not. you don't like it. Because, no, I don't like the Hulk as a character. In well, nor me. I've never enjoyed the Hulk. Um, like but this, this is the first Hulk comic I've really kind of read um, because it's the Hulk as a body horror comic. Oh. So the, the first sort of three, four issues, there's no like superhero stuff in it at all or, or whatever. It's more playing on the fact that... Um, the Hulk can't die because obviously the Hulk's been cut, killed off so many times. So um, Ewing's actually had to look for like a you know an explanation to this or a reason or something. And it's basically the Hulk is immortal, 
mm-hmm. and that the more times he dies, the stronger he comes back and the angrier he gets, etc. I think the last time I read anything with the Hulk in it was when he got killed by Hawkeye. So I didn't realise he'd come back. Well, this is pretty much where, <laughs> he, where he does come back. <laughs> right. Yeah, but the Hulk, there's always been a Hulk book, though. You know, it's been a different Hulk. There's always been a Hulk book. <clears throat> but whereas, I suppose, with the Amadeus one, that was very light in tone. Yeah. But this is this is very dark. And shy. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan, Rich. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's very, you know, it's it's the Hulk kills people left, right and centre. Um, in the last issue... Hulk gets captured by the government and literally dissected and chopped up and put in jars. Um, And he basically comes back again because he's immortal. And it's quite gruesome. The the art by Joe Bennett, um, there's lots of sort of transformation, kind of like American werewolf Mm -hmm. style and lots of sort of Cronenberg influence as well. And for a, a mainstream superhero, it's kind of shied from that and gone more towards the horror angle and it really works. It stands out. I'm probably not going to read it, I'll be honest. That's fine, uh, that's fine. But, <laughs> but thanks, Phil. No worries, that's fine. I'm full of thoughts <laughs> and other stuff. Rich, have you got any thoughts? I have thoughts, thanks. Go on. What, what? are some oh, of them? Oh, you mean my number one? Yeah. Uh, my number one is by Image Comics. <laughs> um, Infidel by, I'm going to ruin this guy's name, Pornsack, P. Choche. It is Pornsack. Pornsack. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's no other way of putting it. That is Pornsack. Um, oh, 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 by Aaron Campbell and Jose Villarubia. Um, Pichichot? I, I don't It's know. the Pornsack. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it's a five-issue series, horror book, about um, a Muslim woman who's in a relationship with a, a white man and his daughter. Not sure, in a relationship with the daughter. That'd I was just going to say, that is a weird book. And they book. moved towns for, I think, her work. Um, I forgot. I could have made proper notes on this. Um, and they move in with her, his mother, who might be racist, not entirely sure at first. So they move into this building that is haunted and fear um, feeds off fear and hatred. So oh, you can kind of see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is very stylized, like a horror book, and it reminds me a lot of the art in Kill or Be Killed, Ooh. with the way that you see like the ghosts and the spirits. It's okay. like that kind of they're just part of the background at times. Um, and so, yeah, like early before the book has started, someone a bomb went off in this building, so everyone assumes that this person was a terrorist. And the, so then, when she moves in, everyone assumes that she has something to do with it. And there's quite a few different races of people in this that then start turning on each other when things go a bit weird. And as people do, accidents happen. And uh, yeah, it's only five issues, so it's it's a very compact, not compacted, but a compact story, which mm-hmm. works really well. It's one of the best horror books I've read in a while because it doesn't it doesn't just try and be weird or you or know un- unexplained. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's very well put out and. The art's really, really good. Good times. Do you want to hear about the one book I really, really liked this uh, year? No. Ha! Okay, let's move on. What's the next? No, go no on. I'm kidding. Go on, um, come on, talk. I got a book in my hot little hands last week called Drawing Blood, which is by... Well, it's a co-creation from um, Kevin Eastman and David Avalone. 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 Too many letters. Um, and it is, it is a weird book in the sense that... Mm, delicious... I can't even eat any of this because it's going to ruin my throat for talking and I'm so upset because I fucking love a Terry's chocolate orange, you pair of bastards. Um, so <laughs> the conceit of this book yes. is that it's it's an autobiographical book by a comic creator called Shane Bookman and it's ostensibly set in our universe in the sense that like Kevin Eastman is literally in it as himself and it's it's about a comic creator who gets into some shady business 
whilst trying to uh, live up to the hype of his first comic. This seems thing. a bit wanky. <laughs> no, it's really good. Um, the the only like the only thing that I the only bad thing I had to say about it was the fact that like the guy who's in it created a franchise called the radically re- oh god what's he called radically rearranged Ronin Ragdolls and it is it is a hundred percent a turtles rip off and they they mention it in the book because like apparently um, some of the I bits think you mean in samurai it, pizza cat rip off because uh, some of the bits in it are like apparently actual things that happened to Kevin Eastman like at conventions and stuff. But like all the like mob related bits are not Kevin Eastman's life. I so, would assume. I don't know. Did he just want to write a book about himself? But with extra exciting things, I think so. Yeah. Um, but the the radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls annoyed me because they're not ragdolls; they're cats. And there's no reason to go with the stupid alliteration when it's based on the turtles, which wasn't alliterative. So that annoyed me a little bit. I don't know why. I like to get annoyed about certain things. But it's um the art, which is by Ben Bishop, is very very good. Um, and there's a supplementary comic that comes with it, which is issue one of the radically rearranged Ronin Ragdolls, which is all drawn by Kevin Eastman, and it's very uh, issue one of Turtles esque. It's very good. Liked it a lot. Um, Even with the alliteration and the pointless yeah. cats. Well, dolls. I just I, th- I feel like they either should have been Ragdolls, or you should have dropped the alliteration and just said something about cats. Is all. But the the artwork is really 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 good. Um, the colouring's great by Brittany Pierre, but the thing that I liked the most about it was actually the lettering, because um, a lot of it is supposed to be handwritten, and I have quite a quite a bit of an issue, which is making so much noise with this one, I love it. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's all over there. <laughs> Thank you, dear. It smells so much like cloves. <clears throat> um, what was I saying? I've already forgotten my brain is mush today. Um, lettering, yeah. I have a bit of a problem with hand handwriting styles of fonts. In a lot of books, because they waved your hand then as well, so we know what handwriting is. Yeah, because they're kind of they can be kind of illegible. But this is really good because it really balanced like the handwritten look with actually being able to read it. I really enjoyed it. I'm quite looking forward to some more uh, issues. It was a kickstarted project though, so I don't know what's happening with the rest of it. <laughs> um, is it too clovey? It smells like it might be too clovey. No. Oh, okay, good. I was just paranoid it was too hot. Nah, because it was on high. Oh, no, that's perfect, Just that. Just right amount. Fucking wine, eh? Um, so, yeah, that was the, the one comic that I read that I very much enjoyed. Um, I think if you like stuff that Kevin Eastman's written... No, I don't. Anyway, you'll probably enjoy it. I don't know who he is. What did he do? <laughs> oh, you, you probably, yeah, he's little indie. Um, little indie creator. But, yeah, comics. Thumbs up. I'm going to try and read more comics next year because I did a real bad job of it this year. But I sort of went through a period after the live show and during the UK's insane heatwave where I just like didn't have any enthusiasm for anything that was new and so therefore just like stared at You know you could just sack off DC and Marvel entirely. I have, pretty much. No, I mean literally sack it off instead of going, one day I'll read this. No, I, I pretty much have. I think I'm only reading Nightwing now. Because he's got good buns, eh? Anyway, should we move on? Uh, Rich, do you want to pick a category? I'm going to tick comics on my list so I know that we've done... Well, you pick a category because you didn't even have any input. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. no, you should pick because you're my guest. Well, I'm in the order you've got them with down in because no. mine's the same order. Oh, is it? So we're going for music next time? Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, you sexy bastard. Now, last year we introduced oh a new thing where we were talking about our most disappointing oh, no one can thing of every category. But I th- Yeah, well, I think this time, because we actually had some comics to talk about, or you guys did anyway, um, that we might skip that in favour of being positive about things. Yay. Let's do that. Positivity. 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 Um, Makes the... Hey, shall I go first? Positivity. 
Shall I go first? Shall I? Ladies. Come on, then. All right. My number five in uh, 2018 albums is Chris by Christine and the Queens. Oh, so is mine. Excellent. (laughs) No, mine's not. Good. Good, good. Tell me about it, both of you, in turn. I am, I'm notorious, even though I worked in a music shop for quite a long time. Next. I... (laughs) Sold. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I am notoriously bad at knowing notorious. the genres of things. Yeah, exactly. With the neck and everything. Um, so I actually Googled what sort of genre this would come under, and oh, it was listed yeah. as synth pop slash electro pop, and I think that's Phil pop. pretty on the money. Pretty on the money. It just sounds like taking the sound of last album. It does a little bit, yeah. yeah. That's what but I like with like and a, a bit like Heim as well. With like a French Heim. accent, because she's got a good accent, hasn't she? She, she sings, sounds like one of the Heim people. Yeah, but French. There's French. There's French, yeah. Yeah. I like, and I don't know why, but I feel more accomplished when I learn the lyrics to a song that's not in English. Feels like I've achieved something. Um, This was a late entry for me in this list because Rich only told me about it about two weeks ago. He's like, you'll like this, you will. And he was right. I wish I had said because now we've got one less thing to talk about. (laughs) Well, you carry on. I liked it. It's good. Thumbs up. (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. (laughs) Tell me more, old bag. No, the synth pop sounds like Tegan and Sarah. That's yeah. about all I can add to this. Okay. I think there's a, there's a running theme in my list of things that are quite upbeat because um, I needed Ooh, it this year. Not in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, cir- we'll circle back to that this later. This might be as upbeat and positive as it gets Oh, well, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, that was my number five. So c- considering it was also Richie's, but let's go to Phil. That was number five. So this... As as usual, was probably the hardest fucking category to yeah. pick. Yeah, this was actually hard for me oh. this year because last year I'd listened to like twelve albums at this point of the year and just picked yeah, five. But I trimmed my first trim down was to one hundred and fifteen oh. of albums I enjoyed I from this year. Okay, yeah. I didn't do that. I had something like fifty, and then I'd, I'd got a definitive number one, and then like twenty that I couldn't really. No, no I got it down to one hundred and fifteen, <laughs> and then I got about eighty after that that had got songs I like. But I can just move them to the side. Yeah. And then up to oh, about three... We're all doing it now. About three days ago, I had at least 30 Fucking albums that could have been in this top five. Yeah. I think my number two to no, number 30 is, is quite fluid. Um, <laughs> so I think my number... Yeah. Five, and yeah. my number one is a definite, this is the greatest I, I think so, yeah. yeah um, so my number five is probably a number five on technicality. I don't actually think it's number five, but this artist released about four albums this year. Right. Um, all of which are in my top 30. Mm. So okay. I was really struggling with a number five, so I decided to... All of those. <laughs> no. So I'm going to go with um, Atlanta Monster by Makeup and Vanity Case. Okay. So it's very, very synth pop. Um, I know that they produced a song from one of the issues of Weatherman. Oh, okay. I say they, I think, I'm pretty sure it's one bloke. Um, Never he's... sure nowadays. <laughs> well, yeah. As I say, there's at least four albums they've done. Some are just like five tracks. Um, there's a lot of stuff... Um, it's all on Spotify um, but there's also stuff on Bandcamp where he produces albums just for subscribers um, he had a very Blade Runner themed album called Pris this year oh that rings a bell um, but yeah so it's if you like dark synth pop uh, no vocals at all purely mm. electronic um, makeup and vanity set check them I, I slash him out I like artists that do three or four like long EPs a year because you kind of know well, this is one move, this is another... And I'm more likely to listen to every track than one 15-track album sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's back to me, isn't it? It threw me off because you didn't have a five. Uh, Yeah, my number four is Chaos Chaos by Chaos Chaos. (laughs) I'm surprised it's this low. (laughs) Um, So am I, actually. I've been banging on about this for, like, two years now because they've been 
releasing this album. Is Terry Falls on this album? No, it's not. Well, it doesn't care. I'm, I'm out. Um, right, now a, I know what you're on about. But a little, a little, that is a little bit the reason why it's why I was even looking out for this album. Totally discovered Chaos Chaos from an episode of Rick and Morty. Um, those that have seen it, it's the one where he almost kills himself and it gets real sad up in here. Is that not every episode? Well, I suppose. In many um, ways he tries to kill himself. Yeah, with all the booze and whatnot. Um, but anyway, yeah, the album, It's uh, this one was listed as a pop slash indie slash synth pop. So and that's yeah. a pretty good. They are an electro pop outfit. Yeah, they are. I believe they are some sort of foreign, and my brain has popped off on which kind. Some sort of foreign. Wow. What what I mean is, there goes Richie's coaster. <laughs> We're so good at this. What I mean is, is they've got accents, but they're interesting accents to listen to. Everyone has accents. No, but you know what I mean. They don't. No, everyone has. Do you accents. sing in like a Phil accent, like Apparently when you sing so. along to things? I don't know. Because I feel like I adopt the Phil accent of whoever's in part life. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. No, yeah, it is. It's it's very it's very synthy. It's very. They're from Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> I feel like they have pretty strong. Ac- Are they like originally from somewhere else though? No. Oh, oh Brooklyn. well, I'm a hundred percent wrong. They're formed in life. Seattle. Ah, well, there you go. Well, they're excellent either way. Two ladies doing a sing. There's some synths. There's uh the album's got quite a good mix as well of like. Like fun, like upbeat pop type synths, and then some like fairly laid back, chilled out grooves. So, no, it's nice, nice, interesting I, mix. I digged it. I digged it a lot. They are sisters. Sister, I knew that sister. part. Um, so yeah, that was my number Don't four. Know how much I missed you. Rich. Uh, my number four is historian by Lucy Dacus. Dacus. Um, yeah, she's kind of a modern post folk female singer like a lot of them I don't know what anyone means when they say post something like if you say post punk to me is it punk or what like yeah it's inspired by <laughs> punk but it's after the main popularity of traditional right. punk so it's just punk though it's still punk but just punk not from like, the 70s or what people a lot of like so folk nowadays and you will know it by much lesser known artists like Ben Marwood or Neil Morris even mm-hmm. a lot of people call it anti-folk but it's not still folk therefore right. it's post-folk Okay, I don't still. Um, yeah, she's a bit like in the same ilk as like soccer mommy and people like that. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's it's slightly country, slightly middle America, um, quite depressing <laughs> music to cry to if you're in that kind of mood. Oh dear. Um, you also may be hearing a better later on in this countdown as well. Oh. <gasps> Jinkies. Intriguing. Cool. What a teasy, teasy taste. And for some reason, I keep thinking her name is Bacchus. Because Lucy Bacchus seems better than Dacus. Well, that's a bit rude. <laughs> just we, We've literally not been able to pronounce anyone's name, and now we're just ragging on other people's. Oh, I shouldn't do it. I'll, I'll, I'll find out what genre she's supposed to be. It's in. a bit harsh. You're doing a little Google. Well, this just says singer-songwriter. Oh, excellent. Okay, good. That's definitely cemented it. As soon as you said it's a little bit country, I checked out. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well. I'm not. I'm not into like first aid kits as country as I get, and they're not really very. Well, not even that country. Not even oh, close not, to that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Maybe I don't mind then. Okay. Well, that's all Richard's got to say. So, Phil. Uh, my number four is saved by now. Now. Phil's is always a list of bands I've never heard of. No, no, no. No. Well, yours are bands I've never heard of. <laughs> I think that ends next. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. Um, so it, going on with your 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 theme of categorising, uh-huh. I'd say they are indie rock. Okay. But quite mellow. Right. 
I don't really have anything to say. Do you, is there a band that I might know that you could compare them to so that I would be like, aha? Yes. No, they're not like, aha, at <laughs> oh. all. Oh, <laughs> um, what a shame. I don't know. I, they're oh, just, right, just indie rock, maybe. Fair enough. I guess I, I, Rich is nodding. Rich knows what I mean. Oh, yeah, I, I don't silent, know. Silent, okay. Space, space. I'm trying to think of someone that stays <laughs> like and yes, knows that yeah. they might be like. Well, Rich is thinking of things. That, there's some ASMR. That's just weird. Bit of a, um, you're in a nice hot bath. There's a bath bomb fizzling betwixt your bum juice. Oh, let's not even go there. What about don't, Charlie Bliss? Don't know. Oh. No. Okay. Hop along? No. No. Um, I don't know then. <laughs> but anyway, if you like indie rock, they're really good. Well, I might like it then. So have a listen. Have I'll a listen. Have I'll a listen. It, I'll put it in my ears. My number three, uh, which might be the one that everybody can join in on, is Together Through Time by Tupperware Remix Partay, also known as TWRP. Ah. Um, not on my top five either. Really? Now, yeah. I'm surprised by this because you... They didn't even end up in my top 30. You told me about this album and you were like, it's the fucking greatest thing I've ever heard. I think you're fine. I said that one song is the best song of the year and it still is. Okay. So, as ever, we'll be doing our little Spotify playlist. I'm looking at Rich because he sets it up every yeah, year, so fine. I'm hoping he'll do it, of uh, our favourite songs off these albums, what we're talking about. And I think you're talking about Phantom Racer, aren't you? Or are no. you talking about tactile sensation? Talking about tactile sensation, okay. you dumb, okay. gangly, uncoordinated bird. <laughs> I, I bloody well wish I was gangly. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the thing about Together Through Time is that I don't think any album this year has had a better opening than the fucking tasty bass lick that opens this album. Like, it is 100% like, rewind that shit. You're wrong. Whoa. Wow. Like, You're wrong. No, it's amazing. There's, like... They're listed. They're listed on Wikipedia as synthwave slash electronic rock, yep. which is sounds good. It's kind of like if Daft Punk had like more guitars sometimes, but then also sometimes it's a little bit Devo, and then it's also something else entirely. And I kind of love it. And they're just a, a synth electronic band that do whatever they want. Yeah, they wear weird masks and seem real weird. I kind of yeah. Like they it. all call something like Master Commodore and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't think that's one of their names. No, no but I know what you mean, and Should I can't be. remember any of the actual ones. Um, but it is, it's a very it's a very sort of upbeat, like, you could have a dance to, like, most of these tracks. If I was still going to the gym, I'd probably treadmill to it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd caught these guys, not not busking, busking's the wrong word, but doing, like, a free performance in the streets when I was in Toronto. Get out. Well, that would make sense, because they're from Toronto. There we go. Um, and, yeah, and obviously... I think I passed on their details to you with regards to Ninja Sex Party. No. Oh. No. I already knew they were. Okay. Because they were on their covers album. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was I think we both knew of them for entirely different reasons. Reasons, yeah, yeah. I'd never heard anything of theirs on their own until gotcha. this year. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. I just knew them as a backing band. Backing bands <laughs> to bands. Probably doing them a yeah. bit of a disservice. Yeah, it's good, and the album features Dan Avedon, who's my new favourite person in life. So sorry, Rich. Features Planet Booty as well. <laughs> and Planet Booty, yeah. it definitely does. Okay. Yeah. Which is surprisingly two white guys. Good, good stuff. Thumbs up. Not thumbs up. Planet Booties. Rich. Yo. What's your number three? My number three is Dreamwife by Dreamwife, Ooh, who yep. are a Brighton pop punk band. Um, for Stacey's benefit, they're a bit like Honey Blood or Wolf Alice. No. Well, they're the two most <laughs> famous bands. I think I know like one Wolf Alice song and I can't even remember it off the top of my head. Um, I think as well some of them are Scandinavian or Nordic. But I'm going <laughs> are you off. sure they're not from Brooklyn? <laughs> no, because one of them is called Raquel Mjol. Oh, okay. So 
There you go. Um, yeah, angry, shouty women um, shouting in your ears about things. Cool. That's about it. I like angry, shouty women. I'll be honest. I need more of them in my life. I think it was in my top 15. It's... I listened to it. The first time I listened to it, I didn't care about it in the slightest. And then when some of the songs started to come on a shuffle, was when I was like, you know what, this is actually a really good fucking song. So it crept up. When I was doing this list, it was never thought it'd be left in my top five. Okay. And then every time I was looking at it compared to a lot, I was like, no, this is better. I think it's more consistent as an album than a lot of stuff. I'd say there's bands I like more that aren't on this list, but their albums aren't as consistent. Cool. There you go. Okay. Uh, so my number three is uh, Confident Music for Confident People by Confidence Man. So much confidence. <laughs> so that's what you need. Ah, I love it. All right. They popped up on a Spotify Discover Weekly playlist. And yep. The song was on for 13 seconds probably and I went to film like this band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they're Australian, so they've definitely got accents. Excellent. Um, Boykey. <laughs> Where's the car? Call that a knife. They're probably somewhere between electro pop and indie rock, okay. if we're going with genres. <laughs> but I think one of the things I like with this, which is, again, which is something you touched on earlier and I'll touch on later, um, it's it's upbeat. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, it's not mopey indie rock. It's quite happy, quite stupid things Mm -hmm. but again and maybe that ties into the whole confidence and maybe that's the theme of the album um you know there's a song about bubble gum it's adorable exactly exactly (laughs) um they're quite i'd say quite similar to wolf alice as well yeah um but upbeat cool it's time for me and my number two i chose when my heart felt volcanic by the aces and this is a band that I listened to purely because they were called the Aces, even though they're nothing to do with being asexual. But I was like, oh, that's great, that. Um, well, you've got the worst genre listed there. It says indie slash alternative. But I would. It's a very broad. It really like. is. It really is. If I was going to sort of compare them to other bands, though, I would say it would be like if Haim were a bit more jangly and sang like. What just happened to you? Oh, I had powdered clothes in my drink. Oh, no, bad times. And then you spat it all Oops. over yourself and the table. Um, the film didn't. Well, neither did I. It's, it's on your forehead. It. I know. It's on your forehead. Sorry, um, Carry on. Yeah, it's like if Haim had a more jangly guitars and the singer sounded a bit more like Hayley Williams from Paramore. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that, I think Volcanic Love is, is in my... Playlist of the year. I really like. Is it called Stuck? Which the one, one that's like really upbeat, Sam. Stuck. It's not that one. Which one's Volcanic Love? You're not going to sing it like this, are you? Mm-hmm. Okay, definitely not like that. No. I'll listen later. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, it's really good. It's another one. Like, if I was <laughs> get some tissue or something. Hello. Um, <laughs> it's I've got milk all over me. If uh, it's a always oh, sunny thing, don't look at me like that. Um, it's very summery. Is how I would describe it. Like nice. our, yeah, so and it, yeah, it is pretty Easy good. Eyes. It's pretty good, so I liked it a lot. Um, considering it was a band I'd literally never heard of before and totally chose based on their name, um, it surprised me how much I really, really liked it. So yeah, that's my number two. Rich, when you're done drinking cloves. My number two <laughs> is All... <laughs> All At Once by Screaming Females. Of course it is. Um, why of course it is? Because you love the screaming female. I do love screaming Are they the one that, Is that the one with the bird whose voice I hate? The female that screams. She's got a vibrato. If, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's the one that goes... Vibrato she does that a lot on that cover sings. of Shake It Off. No, she does it all the time. No, she doesn't. They're inspired by Slater Kinney, who you're a fan of. I do and like the bikini. Sold. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, she has got a very deep voice. Um, yeah, it's it's pop punk, nearer punk than pop as well. Yeah, I'd say. I would say. Yeah, um, and this is the best thing they've done. They've got like four or five albums out now, and they're one of the best bands on this planet. And they're getting better. There you go. Done. That's <laughs> a bold statement. They're one of my favourite bands then on this okay. planet. Sweet. But every time they play a gig over here, it's a bit too far away, and it's always on a Tuesday. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, nonsense. It's like, do you want to come to this random bar in Leeds on Tuesday? No, thanks. It's fine. <laughs> We'll move on. Screaming Females does... I don't know. They're not that kind of screaming, though. I expect Screaming Females to be... Bikini Kill more Screaming yeah. Females than this. They're more m- melodic. Sometimes There I, is a little bit of clothing. There, okay. There's a little bit of stoner rock, I think, in Screaming Females as well. Mm-hmm. Like the, just the bass. There's no electro synths in it, though, Phil. So might be your least favourite thing of all time. Of all time. <laughs> Phil. Uh, Phil's my, number two. My number two is Marble Skies by Django Django. Are you making these up? You're not Django Django. Yeah, so this is probably the one that I'd listened to before on my top five. They're, I suppose they're art rock. Okay. But they're, they're British. Um, so the accents are British. Okay. I'm glad we're picking up on all the accents. Oh, sorry, Screaming Female, they're from New Jersey. Just to keep... Uh, they, they've got a Jersey accent. Just to keep <laughs> shaming me for my mistake. Look, I'm going to put some Chaos Chaos on later and you'll understand why I thought it. Now, Phil, continue. Did Django Django have an album called Unchained? Because they should. <laughs> Not to my knowledge, no. boss. Sorry. <laughs> I'll talk to them through the computer. Um, yeah, so it's very British art rock. Um, <laughs> You're just rearranging the things you've already said. Am, right, okay. Which has put me off my one thought of train by bringing up Tarantino. Spotify um, says they're like Broken Bells and Tune Yards. Oh, well, I like both of those things. Exactly. Yes. A lot. And Go field music. Oh, okay. Ooh. So it's kind of. Okay. And Chick Chick Chick, apparently. I don't know. They're really good. I love them. They're great live. I've <laughs> um, never heard of Chick 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 and Beyond Moon. It's three exclamation marks. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I've got no idea. But yeah, it's kind of discordant. Sounds put together. It's not just guitars, and it's but it's not just synth. So for a rock band, there's quite a lot of other elements going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds, no, I'm music. Not, I'm not properly into <laughs> this album, noises. but I know of the band and listen to the odd song here and yeah. There. I mean, I think I this, is, like this is their third album, and yeah. I'll give that a whirl then. I'm sorry, that was a meatball, but it tasted very strongly of meatballs. It's weird for Vietnam. <laughs> Sure. All of the cheese. You're number one, Stace. We, we one. are bad at describing music. I'm putting this <laughs> yeah, out there. I'm bad. I'm sorry. This is yeah. always the section with the words, <laughs> but like, I don't care. It's fun. Uh, my number one, surprising absolutely nobody, is Cool Patrol by Ninja Sex Party. Who? Uh, it's what? Uh, They're a little known, little wee band. Um, no, right. So you, ne- you need a little bit of backstory on me and when Ninja Sex Party's album came out. I, as I said earlier, I was having a rough time after the live show with my self-esteem and mental health, and then the heat wave just made me lack any sort of enthusiasm for life. And then the day that the album came out, I found out that a friend had died of cancer, and I was like, well, this is the fucking worst. And then I put the album on, and I sort of, I laughed so hard while I was cleaning my teeth during one song that I got um, toothpaste froth in my fringe, which I thought was quite impressive, actually. But yeah, so it's a comedy album. If you haven't heard of Ninja Sex Party, like just go and sort your life out because they're amazing. Comedy sort of synth rock, pop synth, synth pop, rock elements type things. But this album, like I've liked, I've liked all of their albums anyway, but prior to this album, they've only ever been sort of the two of them. 
one of them sings and the other one plays like a keyboard. So everything's been very sort of like. He plays everything else in Brian. Yeah, but it's very I sort of like basic. Of the band. Sorry, it's Danny Sexbang and Ninja Brian. There you go. And yeah, so it's previously it's been quite basic, sort of keyboardy, you know, stick a Yamaha drum beat on and do a little piano to it kind of thing. Whereas now they've got a Tupperware remix party doing some excellent stuff in the background. I, I, can't, I still haven't decided which song I'm going to pick from this album to put in our Spotify playlist because there's like, there's like what, 10 songs or something. First Date, is that one? First Date is a very good song. I've got like four favourites for very different reasons. It's First Date though, is the answer. Is That's there, not one of my four favourites. Is favorites. there one that sums the album up or best represents the album? Not necessarily. Well, this is the difficult thing because one of the ones I really like is called Release the Kraken. And the whole joke of it is, is that like obviously they release a Kraken and then the Kraken's kind of shitty and useless. He's just like, hello, I'm a Kraken. And he's adorable. Um, but there's some absolutely like beastly guitar solos happening in this song that are just like totes amaze balls but it's not the funniest song on the album so it maybe doesn't represent I, I think the version of Eating Food in the Shower in this album is great as well oh Eating Food in the Shower is wonderful because you, you've got to save time Smooth Talking is the one that made me laugh so hard I've got Smooth Talking is the funniest stuff in my head. might not be the best song yeah but it is a tasty jam Mansion Party is a proper <laughs> a proper funky tasty jam though isn't it like let's not even joke that's a mermaid song yeah, Courtship of the Mermaid is wonderful because that sounds like a proper medieval song, and then all of a sudden so you're lobbing it's Peter. Just all of them apart from so basically, the whole yeah, like the whole that it really. And the ninja boy goes to soccer practice. Yeah, I don't much like rom- romance novel either, which is a skit. I don't much like skits during music albums. I like comedy albums that are spoken word no. and like I, comedy music, I, but I don't like them. I to deal get with the skit in a comedy album. I hate skits in any other album. Yeah, I wasn't. So you like skittles? I love Skittles in comedy albums as well as any other album. Yeah. What about in cakes? No. Okay. Only Smarties. There was there was a Have period the There was a period during the summer when uh, pretty much this album was the only thing I listened to on my way to and from work every day for like a good few months. Um it's really good. I liked it a lot. It made me feel happy, made me laugh. So, you know, all the thumbs up. And, you know, again, Dan Avidan. Rich. No. Stace. What, what do you mean, no? I don't know. What? What's your number one album of the year in it? Right, it's not even an album. It is the... Well, no, it's not allowed then. Boy Genius EP by Boy Genius. That's... Because it is phenomenally fucking good. It is okay. Lucy Dacas and Julianne Baker and Phoebe Bridges who all went on tour with each other and then recorded a song and went, you know what, let's make more songs and let's call ourselves Boy Genius. Um, Julianne Baker was in my top five last year. Um, with I think it's called Appointments or Turn the Lights Out one of the two <laughs> um, and Phoebe Bridges was very close to it last year with Stranger in the Alps again it's like folky acoustic or a little bit more upbeat at times but all the songs are depressing as shit <laughs> pretty sure on one of them Phoebe Bridges is actually crying um, oh no <laughs> it's just really if you like Julian Baker you'll like this if you like Phoebe Bridges you'll like this she's a musical unicorn apparently <laughs> Total tangent, when I was shopping for things on Asda today for work, they've got unicorn cake slices, so we might have to get some. Don't care. Right, prime it. I think most of these people are from Texas. We don't have to know where they're all from. Julian Baker's got a weird accent at times. Excellent. Also, she did a when they did an NPR Tiny Desk concert the other week, they, she's so small, everyone was like, I'm pretty sure this is a large desk concert for you. Is that the one? Ba-dum-dum. I think I know who that is then. Was I there when you were watching it? I've watched it about 58 times. So one lady who's got a bit of a plate face. 
I forgot we watched something where there was one lady who's got quite well, a round One face. of them looks like a child. One of them is quite hot, and the other one looks like their mom. Yeah. Yeah, that's Lucy Dacker. Okay. Sorry, she's the youngest of the three as well. I really? Think. Yeah. That's quite... Oh. Well, sorry. I don't know why Lucy would be listening to this, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she will, but like... We she don't, must know. We don't mean anything, do <laughs> we? You're very talented, so who gives a shit? She can really sing. Like... Yeah. Here's the thing I learned this year from the body positivity movement is that your appearance does also, not value, equal your value as a person. Pretty sure no one cares what my opinion is anyway. Well, no. On anything. <laughs> um, I mean, some people must care because they're listening to this. Anyway, boy genius. Just watch yeah. watch them on YouTube and watch them and listen to them and things. Put them in your ear holes. Hopefully they do a full album next year, but I'm not banking on it. Phil, I am. No, I am. Oh. Um, my I've number one is not enough one. Uh, my number one is Superorganism by Superorganism. That was almost in my top five. You don't even care that much about it. I've them. listened to that album quite a lot. I'll have mm. you know, thank you very much. What are you going to do? Check, check me up on Spotify. It's a very fun, bouncy album that it doesn't is. take itself too seriously. And it's exactly what this garbage, flaming garbage pile of a year needs. <laughs> yeah. That's why I liked Ninja Sex Party, because I was like, yeah. this year blows, but this is really funny. Um, it's a very short album. You know, um, a gig, they play the entire album straight through. Um, <laughs> but there's lots of sampling, lots of lots of strange noises and instruments. Lots of appellation. Yeah, yeah, just just anything. Apple- they just put in sound effects and they put in vocals and sound clips. And I'm, a, I'm a big fan of bands who have three people that tend to just stand around for a lot of the songs. Yeah. I, I do genuinely enjoy it. <laughs> and then occasionally like do one of those, what are those things that you were, you had when you were at school that look the like wooden a ridgy fish. fish and then you go... The wooden fish. Down. Yeah. They're not just called wooden fish, I'm pretty sure they are. They've got to have an actual instrument name. Alf. <laughs> yeah, sure. In pod form. Um, but yeah, and, and when you go and see them live, again, the, the lead singer crowd surfs on a giant inflatable pizza. And oh, like yeah. Rich says, there's three members of the band that, that stand at the side yeah. doing backing vocals and they. Every now and then they'll tap something. Yeah, they have like mystic crystal balls and things. But And then like the last set, they typically. I think Rich is about to write Cop Car in <laughs> Yeah, there he goes. They typically try and get as much of the audience on as. <laughs> It's possible. That didn't even um, come out this year. Shit. <laughs> comes out every year. That's how good that film is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really fun, fun, strange... It's very unique. Um, it'd be very interesting to see how they follow up on this. Mm. Um, but i definitely recommend it to anyone. This would, and would, everyone. would have been in my top ten if I'd have created mm. a top ten. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly just for the song It's All Good, which is probably the second best song of the year. Excellent. Music! Cool! Blimey. Put um, it in your ears. Are we just going to go with the, the order that's on yes. the rest of my list then? So I've got to go first. You've got to go first, and we're moving on to television, television, which is the one we all struggle with because we either haven't watched a lot or a lot of what we tried to watch was kind of shit. Mm. Alex Inc., I'm looking at you. You fucking god. I never thought fine. that would be great, though. I, no, I was excited because I like Zach Braff and I'm a podcaster, you so I was like, like, oh, things I'm interested in, and then it was dreadful. Rich, right. what's your number five? My number five is Alone Together. Excellent. Which is an American comedy series created by and starring <laughs> Ben D. Alpha Lowe and Esther Pavitsky. Okay, you might need to pass me my Where phone because from? I wrote nothing down. What is their accent? Right. Where are we from? Who get, is to get to fuck, okay. both of you. Esther Pavitsky <clears throat> is from Skokie, Illinois. God, she's 30. 
Issue. Shit my arse. Where? Um, Bum shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sitcom without much real plot about two friends who are terminally, terminal losers. Yeah. Um, That's a good way to put it. Yep. Yeah. Chris Adelia plays Benji's brother. He's a handsome man. He's a charismatic arsehole. You may have said that a bit. And Benji, <laughs> Benji in this, his family are very rich and successful, and Esther is a massive loser with no money, no job, and no prospect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he doesn't do any better in life, really, either. Two series have already aired, which is mental. Yeah. So there's about 20 episodes out there now, and it's funny and self-deprecating. And series 2 has a few dull moments, but I think Series 1 I is brilliant. I still really like Series 2. There's a couple of episodes where I go, oh, this is the same joke as last week. Yeah. But I think that might be because they somehow made two series in one year. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't blame them. If you get offered it, you might not get a third. So, I, I, yeah, it's a quick watch. It's a very easy show to watch. And they both are delightfully pathetic. Yes, I, I concur. Yeah. yeah, I found that a lot this year. I There's so much stuff that's like 45 an hour long and I'm like, I can't be asked. I yeah. just want 22 <clears throat> minutes of... Something to switch off. There's a lot more now than ever where people go, if you give it 10 episodes, it gets good. No, yeah. fuck off with that. It should be good to begin with. I don't want to work for it, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't. So my number five... He's getting through that mulled wine. Look at him. I oh, know. It's yep. fucking nice as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we put oranges with cloves in here. You can taste the orange. Uh, so my number five this year is Manifest. So Bloody hell, Rich. I got oh. 10 minutes into the first episode of this and... Slip my I can understand why people would. Manifest is my trash for this year. Okay. It's ABC Family. Um, it's essentially Lost. It's like Lost. I light. didn't like Lost. Wow. So. <laughs> um, it's basically the first episode opens with a plane journey. Mm-hmm. And oh, the plane. Crash on an island. No. Oh, the, pla- the plane sets off and then it just disappears. Oh. And then five years later, the plane reappears. And no one's aged, and they don't realise. They think they've just made the plane journey, but five years on Earth has passed. Was it the Langoliers? Yeah. I don't get that. So that's what the mystery is um, throughout. And it's basically easy watching generic kind of mystery TV trash. Fair enough. Um, And as as it goes, you find that, because I think we're about 10 episodes in now, and you're no... We know further to find out what the mystery is, but all the passengers kind of like have a connection now and they're psychically linked and the child is having visions of the others and things. Trying to fill the gap left by the leftovers, but but not being as good. I don't think so, because that that was quite heavy. Leftovers was... So it it is going for the much more generic... Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like lost light. Essentially, or if was that flash forward as well? Fla- yeah, flash forward the event, all that kind of stuff. The Which was the other one that was on a plane that when everybody yeah. died? Was Lost. that the strain? No, whether people were on a plane. The plane was then... irrelevant to that, but the strain didn't have Nobody started on a plane, yeah, yeah. didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> this is why I don't fly. Come on, yeah, <laughs> there were sneaks on a plane. There, was, there were sneaks, Sneak. all, sneaks all over the plane. Um, but yeah, so that's my kind of like once a week, just turn. Turn my brain is it off like just... when you watched that one last year that was called like Blood Drive or something? It's like not that. as ridiculous as that. Okay. It, so that one seems more fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a bit more. I don't want to say realistic because it's not going to happen, but it's grounded. Okay. Like of this current universe type. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Okay. It's pastiche not, of itself. It's not nonsense, fanciful nonsense. No. 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 Okay. Good. But it, it's it's like watching Legends of Tomorrow or Arrow. It's a bit. Oh, you mean shit. <laughs> No, they're 
Legends is not shit. <laughs> Idiot. Legends has just gone full circle, <laughs> and now he's so bad it's good. Yeah, that, but I know it is. Yeah, yeah. All the stuff with Elvis last year. Arrow, his name's full on wank. <laughs> I prefer it to Flash. No. If Diaz is alive, it's the worst show on TV. But anyway, moving on to Stacey's number five. Yeah, my number five was. Stacey's ruined most of my top five. Right I'm right. sorry. Was it a Netflix animated series called Cupcake and Dino General Services? It's my number four. Do you like animated things? I do like cartoons <gasps> anyway. That is like new information. I like it a lot. Um, so it is essentially about um, two brothers, a cupcake and a dinosaur, little T Rex man, who uh, they work. They work Has in their T-Rex dad's. Arms? Yeah, they work in their dad's um, grocery store. They work in who? What? Their fathers. Who's? Isn't it their dad? I forgot. What, Uncle Chance. Oh, Uncle Chance. Yeah, you're right. Um, shut up, Rich. Uh, <laughs> Rich, you're not the poor. <laughs> I wrote nothing down about each of these shows, you see, which is why I'm not doing very well at this. Um, and the general services that they do is basically anything anybody phones them up and says, "Can you do this for me?" And it's not. It's it's super insane nonsense usually but it's very up my alley of it reminds me a bit of but not quite as mental as um, the amazing world of Gumball yes it's very it sort of weird like, live action bits and then cuttings yeah, of other animations wacky, and things like that it's, it's, it, I don't like the word wacky usually but it absolutely applies here in that it is very wacky. like weird oddball but it's, it is my sense Cupcake's of humour like this Dino, you can you can shut your mouth because Dino's the best one. Or Hugo's Dino's the best one. Dino's the best. I think Hugo's the best one. Just hush your noise. Dino's the best. But that's the best. You know, you're on the call, uncle. Shut up, Richard. Just shut up. Uncle Dunkle. Yeah, Uncle Dunkle. And um, no, it's really funny. That that was why I liked it a lot because uh, as per the rest of the the list, I needed some pick me ups this year, and it made me laugh. So yeah, Rich. Cupcake and Dino. Oh yeah, shit, Phil. <laughs> See, so, I feel bad now because I think this is again going to spoil something from Rich's list. It might spoil something from mine, I don't know. Yeah, so my number four was corporate. Yeah, well, yeah, would already get to it before me as well. That's, that's my number, number four. Okay. <laughs> Let's tick that off so I don't accidentally Let's say let it Rich again. talk about corporate. No, he could do. <laughs> I want to talk about Rich's want... number two, so you carry on. Okay. Well, that's my number two as well. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so, corporate. Um, was it by the guys that did workaholics? Don't look no. at me, I don't remember. No, anything. okay. Is it created by the people who are in it? Okay. Matt Ingbretson oh. and Jake Weisman. So basically, it's about two underlings in an extremely corporate workplace, hence the title. Yeah. And I think one of my key moments, or one of my favourite things about it, is Andre. I don't know what his surname what? actually is, and I can't tell from what Phil's saying. Who? Who? Are what? you getting confused with something? I don't know, probably. What are you on about? Right, so the who's boss. the boss? Guy. Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick. There we go. <laughs> so you said that you thought Andre Brewer was Lance Reddick. Is that what you're saying? That needs to be cut out now. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what's one of your favourite characters in this then, Phil? <laughs> the woman. <laughs> and who, Dirk? <laughs> So Stacey's talk about your number four. <laughs> well, my number four was corporate. <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> um, it's, another, it's another comedy, but this one's a bit more of a dark comedy than is on my list. Um, it's dark. It's fucking surreal. It is, it is surreal. But it also has a lot of very very much sort of like you recognise this behaviour from yeah. an office, but it, but like it's exaggerated, like turned up 11. to 11. <laughs> yeah, that is the worst way of describing this, yeah. but it does make sense. Yeah. But you will. St- it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, you'll only get this if you've worked in an office. Oh, no. Like it's 
it's jokes. It's funny. Like you'll get if you get jokes, you'll get it. You also stars Baron Vaughan and Aparna Mancello, who are two very good comedians. They are very good. My well, favourite thing about the show was the episode that was about Remember Day. Oh God, yeah. which is that when was you've got hilarious. to remember that nine eleven happened, <laughs> and so they're all trying to mark it, remember like it's an actual holiday. Amazing. I think I like it so much because of Lance um, Reddick and yeah. watching him in uh, The Wire and fucking. Uh, Fringe. He's just so deadpan and, and serious. Think, and he, this, he is not in a comedy in this either. He acts like he does in everything else. Yeah, but it's comedy timing, and it's there's something about a, a straight actor doing comedy yeah. in such a way that it just it just makes the show. I mean, it'd be good if that guy who played Captain Holt was in it. I think <laughs> it would be. It he would does be. a similar style. It does, but it's, it's the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make this really hard for me to edit. Nah. <laughs> so that was film number five. Yeah. So what, no, 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 that was that your was number, four. number four. But that was my number, number four. We've so heard which, your number four. four so we? three. So where are we up to? I think we're at my number three. Yeah, because that will make it best for when we go round. Okay. Again. Cool. Excellent. All right. I, I'm, I don't think this will be the same as my number three. <laughs> no. No. My number three is a show that when I saw a trailer to it, I assume would be my least favourite show in the history of the world. Oh. Titans. <gasps> Me Ooh. too. So, yeah, I saw the trailer to this and Imagine went Imagine if this was the last show I got to talk about and Stace tried to talk over me. I didn't talk <laughs> over you. You left a gap. It's so fine. I You'll be it number was two, um, Yeah, it's, in essence, DC streaming services show about the Teen Titans, but it's not really about the Teen Titans. Um, Dick Grayson is a cop in Chicago because he no longer wants to be Robin. He meets up with, or he investigates stuff that's going on with a girl called Rachel who is Raven. Um, is that is her name usually Rachel? No, it's Raven. I thought. Oh no, That's I thought so Raven. I thought she had like a separate name, but she might have been adding something. Um, and then along the line, they met up with Corey, who is Starfire, and Garfield. Blah 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 blah. blah the cat. Name is. Yeah. Yeah. Beast Boy. Um, Bill Murray plays him. Which man Garfield? I assumed it would be. Here's an episode, and the track. The first trailer looked gritty. Fuck Batman. Yeah. yeah look but then you watch it and you go, Oh no, it's just violent as fuck in yeah. a good way. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, we're a team now from episode one. It's a, it's a show about a crime, in yeah. essence, and trying to find out who Rachel's father is and why he's trying to get her and who Corey really is. And I, it annoys me, though, when they call her Corianders because it, they, they pronounce it like Corianders. Coriander. Which Isn't I know that how you pronounce it anyway, Coriander? No, but the, her human name is Corey Anders. Okay. But you'd say Corianders, but they go Corianders. The name's not Corey, it's Corey. Yeah, that's when true. When they pronounce it on her own, it's annoying. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's like one big ongoing story. It's not like an episodic Arrow or Flash and there's no villains of the week. And mm-hmm. They had one episode about Doom Patrol, but that's because they've got their series coming Yeah, out. same with Hawk and Dove. Isn't it? I think that's my, yeah. my, my criticism of it is it seems to be kind of forced in there to not spin it off. I don't think they're going to do like an Arrowverse kind of thing. But, but the Doom Patrol one I enjoyed because I knew what we were getting. I enjoyed it, yeah, yeah. But it kind of made sense that Beast Boy was somewhere and not just like... Knocking around on his Yeah, like he was his mum and dad and they don't know he's a tiger. True. Kind of bullshit. <laughs> um, the Hawking Dove was a bit forced and it annoyed me a little bit that it was like, oh, of course Robin fucked her. Like it was a bit... Let's give him some shit. Well, because it's got to be sexy, hasn't it, is the thing. Um, the, the thing that I uh, will say about this is that I've been enjoying that it's so different to The Flash because whilst I'm still really enjoying The Flash and I do like uh, a lot of it one of my big criticisms of The Flash is that it's often 
too twee. No, it's just sometimes it's too twee. There's just like everybody's like learning Lots lessons. Nice. And I think you're wrong. Let's go and have a talk families. in the hallway and we'll sort it out. Yeah, we'll have a little chat. Some feelings. Little chat and some feelings in the hallway. Um, whereas this is just like. Yeah, but this doesn't have Joe in it. So it swings around about. Yeah, it doesn't have Joe in it. Yeah. it I think this is a show. It doesn't that, have Nora though, which makes it infinitely better. I think better this is a show <laughs> that um, Arrow thinks it is. When Arrow's gritty. Arrow could have been. It's just Stephen Amell looking a bit pathetic. <laughs> I think Arrow's as gritty as you can get on CW. Yeah, but it thinks it is this show. Where mm. is this? I mean, the Jason Todd episode of this, he's an absolute piece Holy of shit. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Which is yeah. perfect because he should be. And Absolutely. You're assuming in this that Batman is going through a stage where he's an absolute piece of shit. And then it, but when he references things that you don't see in the show, it doesn't necessarily do it too badly. Not as a reference to the Joker, but it was just, oh, I thought the Joker once. It wasn't like yeah. anything yeah. else or any like Gotham bullshit. Yeah, and it's also racist to take this show because apparently Starfire can't be black. I think she's great. Also, like, she's not A, she's not even fucking human in the comics, and B, she's bright orange. Yeah, Yeah, literally. And in this, when she uses her powers, she becomes bright orange. Yeah, but it's I really, this was like a genuine surprise to me because that trailer. I hated it. The trailer it. was terrible. The trailer was very much like, look how fucking risque we are. And I was like, oh, I don't care though. But actually, it's really good. It's all right. It is. It's all right. It's all right. Phil. My number three mm-hmm. is Counterpoint. I ain't even heard of this. I've heard of it. I've no idea what it's um, It stars J.K. Simmons. I'm putting it in place in my head. J. Jonah Jameson. The one from the drum movie. Yep. Yeah. The, I couldn't remember the, the name yellow of the yeah, yeah, the yellow M&M. Yeah. Um, That's how I always know him. <laughs> and it basically deals with kind of like parallel worlds. And oh, yeah. So it's a parallel world where they people regularly come over, but it's sanctified and, and registered by the government. And in our universe, J.K. Simmons is just like a general loser. <laughs> uh, you know, he's like an office worker that does nothing. And like, But in, in their world, he's a top spy. Um, bit weird, and it's a it's it's again it touches on sort of elements in like fringe and that kind of thing mm. about how people's lives can be different and his wife is has been in an accident uh, on this side of the world of the universe or whatever and he thinks that his wife's just been a loving normal wife but it turns out on this on this parallel his wife is the super spy. Okay. And the the him from the other universe knows it, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like a a film noir, but also with a science fiction twist. Okay, I like the sound of that. What networks it on? I like him too. I He's do good. not know. He's a good one. I'd say look it up, but we're all eating and drinking things currently, <laughs> which makes it hard to phone. <laughs> You're a phone. Your mum's a phone. Who was phone? Face is a phone. Sure. Stars oh, with a Z. Oh, okay, stars with a Z. Stars. stars. Don't do that, scares me. Stars. I'm scared of Resident Evil. Season two begins so, in sorry. two days. Oh. So, you know, Have we got time to time catch up? binge. No. No. Fair dues. I wouldn't want to binge it. Is it like a 10 episode, 12 episode type yeah. show? Yeah. Cool. And again, they're like 45 minutes, but. But a 10 episode I can yeah. get through. But it's not depressing. It's like if if like, the other day someone was about six feet under and went, it's only like ten episodes a series. I went, oh, I actually might watch it then. I always assume it was a twenty-five episode series. Oh, fair dues. I thought you'd watch that anyway. I don't know why. Never watched six feet under. Oh, and about dead like me. Watched dead like me. Okay. Did did it made me did did like me. Do you guys want to hear what my number three was? Yes, uh, I thought that was the next point. It was She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. It's another anime. Not even fit, Stace. Netflix thing. 
Who's um, these four young girls? Why God. is she wearing shorts? God, imagine. Ugh, ugh. No, I loved it, guys. Um, <laughs> I was, like I had high expectations of it anyway because um, I'm not a I'm not a dickhead. Like I know I loved Shira when I was younger, um, but I know it's not. Uh, yeah, I know it's I know it's actually you married it, him. It doesn't stand up very <laughs> well. Badly drawn, rich. It doesn't stand up very well. As in, there's not an awful lot to the 80s She-Ra. Well, if um, you were listening to um, Stace Bob and the Dweeb, you'll know just how bad he managed She-Ra. No, shut your mouth. I loved it. Um, but, yeah, I'm very aware that it's not very... It's, it literally is just like a, a fancy lady with legs for days running around doing a sword. Um, whereas, doing a sword. Doing a sword. Whereas uh, this new one has got a lot more actual... St- Rich wrote butts in my notepad. What are you doing? It's got a lot more actual, like stuff behind it it's not just oh here's a villain let's do a sword on it here's the some end. stuff yeah this one has actual like best. like proper characters and backstories and and side stories and emotions and um the animation is really good the thing that i loved about it was the soundtrack um it's got a really sort of like somehow it really balances like it's 80s shirarian roots but it's also like kind of modern. Yeah. No, it goes. That's not. That is not. That is not the old Shira. It goes Shira, Shira. That's not how the old Shira theme went. I've got to admit, I'm not keen on the new theme tune to this. But it's not for me. It's not. It's not made for me. That theme tune, like it is for young girls. All I've got to say about this show is Bella Lavelle does a voice in it. Who's that? Vella Lavelle. Who's that? She's an actress called Vella Lavelle. Do you want to stop being a penis? She was in no. Christmas Chronicles. She's in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She was in... Oh, she plays my mister. She's good as my mister. Yeah? Yeah, she's great. I like her a lot. Who is it that, that writes it? Uh, it's, it was developed for telly world, by Noelle Stevenson. That's the one, yeah. Um, Days? Uh, Number no. Janes, Number Jane. Uh, which I like a lot anyway. They're both boom comics, aren't they? Yeah. Just, yeah what, I, what I really liked about it, because, um, like... A lot of people had shit fits about her oh, doing on. it. West Brom versus Aston Villa tonight. It's kind of <laughs> Gasp. Are we winning yet? Yeah, one of the things that a lot of people were throwing their toys out of the pram about when it was first announced and that she was going to do it was like, oh, everybody's, everybody's going to be gay and look like a boy. But they've actually done a really good job of including... Incl- Rich, stop looking ahead and then whispering while I'm trying to fucking <laughs> talk. It's real rude. Look to the present. Um, that, yeah, she did a really good job of um, making it a varied cast and embracing queerness and different body types oh. and, um, you know, stereotypical Femme gender roles and stuff without it actually being like every episode is like, come on, women oppressed. There's even been like, one of the blokes an ethnic minority. And he, do you know what I really love about Bo? Bo's wonderful. His but name. he's also, yeah, he's also like unashamedly a bit effeminate and it's no, fine. No. And I love that about You know about what they have fucked up about because, Bo? No. Where's the moustache? Where's the moustache? He does need a moustache. But he's supposed to be younger in this so maybe he hasn't grown. Oh, yeah, but he could have like one of them shitty moustaches then. He, he <laughs> like wants little to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's great because it sort of challenges the ideals of like, you know, air quotes, norms um, without actually like ramming it down your throat and face and stuff. But it still does um, cheer up. 
So and it's it is for still, that audience. Yeah, but I mean, I still, I still think there's a lot in there to enjoy for, no, no, as an no, adult. I'm just saying, person. like people who go, oh, I just don't want it. Which well, not for you? No, like, it isn't for you. It really isn't for you. Just go and um, watch. I don't know something on Infowars.com yeah. probably. One of the things I really liked about it as well is that all the princesses have powers that would sort of. They're sort of stereotypically, air quotes, girly, but they're still very powerful. Well, like so, like, Perfuma, for example, just, like, makes flowers and trees and shit. But it's what, actually hella useful. The one that's the in the kitchen baking. Yeah. That one about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So, yeah, I think they did a really good job of sort of staying true to, like, the, the She-Ra sort of world and stuff, but building on it to make it, I think, way better, actually. Like, like quite a lot cool. better. Good. So, it's good. Give me my pen. I need to tick it off. So, my number two was corporate, so Phil. <laughs> Why don't we talk about your number one instead, then? Is it both of your number twos? It might be. All right, my number one for the year was Barry. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> yeah. Um, it's HBO show, I think, wasn't it? Or Showtime. Yep, I believe so. Um, starring Bill Hader as the titular Barry, who is a hitman <laughs> who goes to do a job and then decides to become an actor. Yeah. In essence, he sort um, of decides that hitmanning isn't really for him anymore. Yeah, he or he doesn't. To... He doesn't want to do it anymore. He feels like he's being pressured into doing it. Oh, by which he is which he definitely is, especially later on. Boy, he's what do you call a hitman's boss? Do they have a name? Um, like handler, that? normally. Uh, oh yes, of course. Like a CIA handler, I yeah. suppose he'd call him. Uh, the same in that, in yeah. The army, yeah. But this is a comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very fucking weird, dark comedy. Yeah, um, dark is definitely the word. Star- it also stars Henry Winkler and uh, Stephen Root, and they are both fantastic in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Bill Hader knocks it out of the fucking right. park. Bill Hader, I've Give never seen anything other than comedies apart from the Skeleton Twins, which I like, but was just kind of a depressing one-man yeah. film. Um, in this... Fuck me, he's all over the place in a very good way. Nails the it. emotions are just up and down. There is one scene, which I won't spoil if you've not seen it too much, but where he's in a car with a former army buddy, <gasps> where he absolutely destroys everything, and fuck me, he's great in it. One of the most tense scenes I've seen since the first season of Fargo, and I'm like, this is just perfect. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Uh, and what, Henry Winkler is fucking phenomenal in this. He's yeah. constantly yeah, yeah, yeah. hilarious. Everybody in this deserves awards and accolades of some sort, like writers, directors, like everyone involved. And also, as a little sort of side note, this show introduced me to the song Journal of Ardency by Class Actress, and it's real fucking good. I listen to it a lot. <laughs> just a little... Very glad to hear it, you know, just a fun tangent there. Yeah. Also stars in smaller roles, um, Darcy Carden and Kirby Hell Baptiste. So if you like The Good Place, you'll recognise some people. The, the Good Place? Is that a new show? Never heard of it. It's brand new. Netflix invented it. Okay. <laughs> and um, if you watched it when it came out in America, then obviously you're not It didn't a fan. exist, yeah. No. Also, not the greatest thing ever created. People no. think off its dick. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I love the get, show, right? So don't you know, get off The Good Place's <laughs> yeah. dick and get on Barry's dick. Yeah. Get 100%. Because I don't hear a lot of people talking about Barry, actually, which is I, really annoying. The people that talk about it do fucking love it. And it has got a second series, at least. Oh, has it? Have I got I a second series? It's <laughs> 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 been on my cheeks. <laughs> Partridge amongst the pigeons. I don't know what's happening. Uh, <laughs> you forced the name of the back. This for the best. <laughs> I'm getting quite toasty, guys, on this it's one. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, Barry, I don't, yeah. It's, it's against Cheers. one. I think it's about... Tink. I think it's about eight to ten episodes. It's not a lot of Yeah, no, it's best. not. It's a half hour show, and it's literally a half hour show. It's, kind of, you know, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it, is it was. Brilliant. I debated. I watched it because Bill Hader was in it as well. Yeah. But you know, the the 
the cinematography, the the shots, the filming, the music cues—it's all really the good. The bad guys in it are brilliant as well. Like they're not just one note; they're really fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> but yet it's still not my number one. Yeah, I was going to say I debated for a very it's long insane. time putting it's this at number one. But let's hear what Phil's number one is. No, let's go with you next. We'll no, go around oh, the circle. I want to know what. No, we were, go, we were going yeah, this way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's you. Uh, so good. God, so I don't know even know what circle is. Phil. Uh, so my number one was Forever. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Oh, so Forever is an Amazon... <laughs> Forever? Forever? So Forever is an Amazon original. Um, it's starring Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen. I like those two people. I got one episode in. Uh, it's created and produced by Matt Hubbard, who was a producer on 30 Rock and oh, Parks and Rec. Is he the son of Mother? Pop, well, he's the son of his mother, yeah. Mother um, out of the film Mother? No. no um, and Alan Yang, who was the producer of Parks and Rec, Master of None, and The Good Place. Things like And really it's watched. essentially. You've not watched The Good Place? No, not really. Or Parks I've and seen Rec. a couple of episodes. Uh, she watched two episodes of Good Place, Tommy hated it. Hated Parks and Rec because she hates Leslie Nope. Well, yeah, that I, I agree with. Like, no, I don't. She's the irritating. worst part of it. Yeah. I like the other one's part. Yeah. He's good. Um, so it's essentially <laughs> about a, a married couple, and the couple get married, and it's about their life together forever. Forever, oh. ever? Forever, ever? It's eight episodes, the first season. Um, they're all 30 minutes. Um, I will probably catch up on it, but the first episode did not. Stick with it. Bite me. Um, Hook <laughs> <laughs> you. Hook you is the word I was after. In tone, it's kind of like togetherness. Hmm. Sort of like the Duplass show. Okay. So while it is a comedy, uh, and while it is dark, it's not Barry Dark. Um... It does not go where you think it will go. That's the I'm one thing I will say. I'm though where I've had enough of Fred Armisen. Oh. Fair enough. He's not... He's not full on Fred Armisen, is he? He's not full on, okay. and as much as it, without spoiling it, he's not the main focus, okay. even though he's the second lead. Yeah, but it's because he's Fred Armisen, he's the second lead, yeah. Um, but I, I, it's one of those things I really can't go with it without spoiling it a lot yeah, more. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but if you like togetherness, if you like... Master of None, if you like The Good Place. Married as well. Did you ever watch Married with Judy Greer and Nat Faxon? No, I don't believe I do. Because that reminded me a lot of Togetherness, but more of a comedy than Togetherness. Oh, no, this is definitely not. uh, Okay. uh, It's one of those things where it didn't go where I expected it to. It kind of hit me and left me wanting more. Cool. But I can't go any further than the first episode without spoiling the entire premise. Okay. Don't then. I'm not going to. Shut up, Phil. Uh, <laughs> my number one, which Rich is cross of it for some reason, was uh, Final Space. It's another cartoon, eh? And when it had two good episodes and then they were just all the same. No, no, no all of the episodes were brilliant. Um, I think I talked a lot about this on an episode of Stace and Barry where I was yes, like, Barry, yeah. watch it, watch it now, Barry, Barry, why aren't you watching it now? Fuck this off and watch it now. It is, isn't it? I think it's we've good. reached the bottom of it. I like it, but I do keep getting like, my, my last mouthful of wine in every glass tastes purely of cloves. <laughs> Also, carry on talking about yeah. your show. Um, Final Space is a cartoon that uh, is about a guy who is in a prison what is also a spaceship, doing a sentence and also trying to find the lady what he likes a lot. And then there's Whilst like... in prison? Yeah, but it's sort of like a space prison that's a spaceship. Space prison! Um, there's... Th- like, it's hard to explain without like going into it and ruining it a bit, but it just he just gets embroiled in a whole load of like space-related shenanigans. And David Tennant does an amazing uh. evil alien voice. And um, there's like... It's one of those shows where, you know how like... I always use Scrubs as an example of this, but you I know how when you... I don't want no Scrubs. 
you know how when you're watching an episode of Scrubs and everything's really, really funny and a bit surreal and a bit weird, and then something happens that's like genuinely emotional and it kicks you in the fanny? Like, but they only do it you every now and again, so it's even more. That, well, I mean that, and the cold shower. That does it too. But yeah, so it's like, it's one of those things where you think you're watching a comedy and then every now and again, it will just throw something at you and you're like genuinely like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And I loved it. Again, it's very much like my sort of like slightly bizarre comedy. Bit weird. Richie singing international cockle balls quietly away from the mic like a weirdo. I'm getting toasty in the face because I'm a bit drunk on this wine. So I'm just going to say I'm just going to say that Final Space was like genuinely amazing and and you should watch it because it's good. Go on, talk while I finish my wine. Are we doing films next then? Uh So we've got left. In it though. I go. I mean, did you start last time? Yeah, but we're going to record when you start most of my TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's let Rich talk a bit. My number five is the Clamo del Toro film, The Shape of Water. That's my number five. Starring... That's um, my number four. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Close, though. Close. Starring Sally Hawkins and Doug Jones and Tanya Spencer. Is that her name? Yes. And Michael Shannon and Richard Jenkins. Um, Which either be louder or leaning. Sorry. And Michael <laughs> Shannon and Richard Jenkins. Thank you. So this won the Oscar for Best Picture because it came out... Last year in America. Yeah. Um, so most of you probably know what this is, but it's fucking weird and it's, it's a fairy tale weird. about mermans and mermaids yeah. um, and gay people in the 60s or the 50s or whatever it's set and a weird bleeding hand on Michael Shannon. And yeah, his fish hand is, is weird. Yeah, it's always injured, isn't it, after the beginning when he moves his um, finger. I had a weird relationship with this film because all the way through I was very het up about... Like, we're going to spoil these I mean, I had a weird relationship hard. with it because it took me out for a nice seafood dinner <laughs> and never, never called, called me again. again. A seafood dinner? How insensitive! <laughs> um, because I spent a lot of the movie just getting really distressed about a woman that wanted to fuck a fish because I was like, you did, like this is borderline beastie. I know he's like but kind of humanoid, but then it was but then at the end it was People fine. who claim to watch the whole film and then go, but why did she fuck a fish? <laughs> Are the stupidest idiots. They were not paying attention. She's to a fish! Yeah. It was her all along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, as soon as I realised that she was a fish, I was fine with it. But like that, the rest of them, like the first. But it's a fair. Like, it's like you don't watch Pan's Labyrinth and take it at face value, whereas people watch this and were taking it at face value, and it's mental. Yeah. No, it is weird. Um, I'm distressed by how much of this cherry chocolate orange you guys are getting to eat, and I can't have none. Well, you could. There's also one in the cupboard. I can't eat it on the. Thing There's another one in the cupboard. Just bring it when someone else is talking. Chocolate orange. Well, well. Woman. Anyway. Yeah, like a lot of people, like, I, I can see it being divisive because if you're not the kind of person who wants this kind of film, but act, acting like you're against it because she fucks a fish is really mental considering all the women not on Twitter the other year that would have fucked a gorilla that was hot. <laughs> what? Do you not remember the hot gorilla? No. Well, there was a hot gorilla on Twitter. A real gorilla? Yeah. <laughs> is this the one and that got killed? Like... No, it wasn't Harambe. Nick's out for Harambe. <laughs> All the hits, <laughs> all the Twitter hits. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I have you, no you, idea what you're Are you joking? You're like, no. you're making something up. Um, People saying there's a hot gorilla in the zoo. <laughs> but anyway, I mean the trailer and the posters and what you knew what you were getting yourself in for. Yes. If you don't Absolutely. like that kind of film, and it's a Del Toro or, film. Yes. If you're the kind of idiot who just sees something without knowing anything about it, you deserve to. If you've watch seen you Pan's Labyrinth or Hellboy or you know, he, it's just yeah. I said no one seemed to care in Hellboy that leads fancies Hellboy. Yeah, no, that's always bothered me a little bit. No, but it's fine. It's that world that you're in. Like, you're not in our world. Yeah. It was just 
it was poetic. It was visually beautiful. The the the, the musical number is something I should hate. Yeah. I hate musical numbers in films like this. It's wonderful. But it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It is wonderful. It's just, he, he does what he does and does it well. But my only it's issue with this film is I can't help but see Richard Jenkins as the dad from Step Brothers no matter what he's in anymore. My one issue from this film is that I can't believe anybody can peel an egg that easily. With webbed A boiled egg, yeah. I'm not having it. It was a bit weird. I mean, how, how accepting Octavia Spencer is as well of her mount fucking the Yeah. Yeah. And the guy well, that that's not the point of this film. Like... That's not the point of this film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the scene where he thinks that bloke in the calf is into him and he's gay and isn't is fucking weirdly heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Shape of Water, it's not an unknown film. You're all <laughs> Yeah, we're not spoiling it for anyone, <laughs> no, really. You know what's a good film? The Godfather. Like, I feel like that's what we're doing. never seen it. We've seen Goodfellas. I've seen... No? Whoa, there you're wrong. Have I seen wrong. two of The Godfathers, but not the third I one? I don't know if you've seen the third one. I don't think I've seen the third one. The third is Wang, apparently, isn't it? It's fine. I've seen Goodfellas, though. Film. I'm better than Phil at this film. Goodfellas. At this one when film. When did you see Goodfellas? We, it was on my list of that things you made me You never watched it with me. No, but I watched it. Okay, I'll let you off. Fair enough. Anyway. Casino's better than all of them, anyway. Seen that. Casino's the best one like that. My number five. Yeah, because that, that was my number five, so I can't talk about it. My number five was three billboards. Oh. My number seven, I think. Seven okay, right. okay. It was a bit I'm pretty sure it. this might have been the first film we all saw this year. Like, like very early. Yeah, yeah, second of January, wasn't it? Like a, a preview screen. Yeah. And, and again, this is another one that was came out last year in America. Um, another one that has insane complaints about it. Yeah. Because people don't get what the film's about. People complained about it. Of course they did. Um, because at the end, um, Sam Rockwell becomes the hero. No, he doesn't. No, I he doesn't. I don't know what film you're watching. No, he's a dickhead who does a, who does one good thing. It's like they... It's, <laughs> like again, it's, it's, it's another film that got a lot of press, so people assumed it was a mainstream film, and then went into it not knowing what McDonough was going to do. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's so. just... No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we were all saying it. We were talking about it together. But um, it's... Depressingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there is no happy ending. There is no hero. There, she doesn't forgive him or like him at the end. They've no. just got a common goal. Yeah, I think I think the thing I liked a lot about it is that everybody in it was human. Like because there are a lot of things where Expressive people are good people or evil people. Whereas this film was like sometimes this this is a goodish person, but sometimes she does some shitty stuff. Yeah, and vice versa. Well, there are some shitty people who the sometimes fact that she do goes some out on things. a date with um, what's his name, Peter Ding, Peter Dinklage, isn't it? Yeah, um, and then he's a dick to him. I'm like, oh yeah, you've, uh, this is that. This is your reminder that she's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. it's but, people doing what they do to survive and people getting through the worst of it how mm-hmm. they can. Um, and obviously, there's some very serious themes yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not but take it lightly. But it's like in Bruges, which. Is much funnier than this. Yeah. Yes. But also just as dark. Yeah. Absolutely. Whereas this one makes you think you're on someone's side because the, the the protagonist of this is in the right. Whereas at least in Bruges, you know they're both in the wrong. Yeah. You just sympathise with them because they're making you laugh. So I mean, this it is a bit weirder when you get the darker moments because you think she's a good person. Yeah. I will say I don't think I rated this as highly as you, pair because I am not one for an ambiguous, ambiguous. Oh God. <sighs> Ambiguous ending. It's not ambiguous. It's a little bit ambiguous. No, it's not. It is a teeny bit. It's oh. open. It is a it's little open. bit. It's open, it's not ambiguous. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. I like a nice, tiny bow, neat little package. Well, I can see you're number three, so you can fuck right off. <laughs> Shut up, Phil, spoilers. Um, but I did, I, I agree. I think you it's You both a, like a bit that. It's very... Like it. We'll come to that. It's later. very well performed. <laughs> yeah. Um, everybody in it is, is great. There are some brilliant like one-liners in it, and some genuinely like heartbreaking bits. 
yeah, I liked it a lot. And there's some bits as well that are quite depressing, but also funny at exactly the same time. Yeah. Like, especially the arguments with the kids, where you laugh at the lines that they're saying, but oh, the actual yeah. scenario is Awful. fucking horrible. Mm. I've done my powder now, I've got an owie on my arm. Ah, <sighs> oh, well, it's pretty It'll good. go out. Yeah. Um, anyway. So yes. your number four. Yeah, my number four was Incredibles 2. Hang on. Hold on, what? I've not done my four yet, and you're supposed to be last. Oh, shit, sorry. I take it back, I didn't say so anything. You talked about her five, because it's the same as mine. Uh, sorry. She started, she may as well finish. We might have a cow in the circle, logically. Yeah, that's doing Terrible. Right. Yeah, Incredibles 2. Ruined everything. So is your face. <laughs> we, uh, the thing I really enjoyed about our particular screening of this was we saw it as a secret screening at Cineworld, and because of that, there were no children there. Yes. Um, was I hate kids. Yes. Yes, queen. Um, it's kind of a much for muchness in terms of how similar it is to the first movie. It's a bit more focused on Elastigirl than it is Mr. Incredible. Which is fair enough considering the first one, but... Yeah, um, but I think the the villain of it was... Their powers were excellent and very well represented. I've got a huge problem with the villain in this. Do you want to talk about it when you're not spooning no. wine and you're nearer the mic? See, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the bits with Jack-Jack. <laughs> And I love the, the bits with Jack Jack. What's the tailor's name? Enid. Enid. I love her so much. But the rest of it, I really didn't give a shit. It was nowhere near as good as the first one. Her name's Edna. What did I say? Enid. Edna. Yeah, so the Edna Jack Jack, Jack, the Jack Jack bits. I could watch. Yeah. So funny. Three hours If they of did that. like Pixar shorts of just Jack Jack bits before every Pixar movie, I'd be like, yep, that'll do. I'm pretty sure they did like a Jack Jack attack at some point yeah, yeah. the uh, um the the short that we got before this was weird and I didn't get it uh, well I got it oh, but I didn't like it the dumping, it was the, the the dumping, dumping one yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd forgotten about that yeah which I liked the idea of until she ate him and then I was like oh no I'm stressed circle of life <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah no I, I I genuinely enjoyed this and I still think that Michael Giacchino's soundtrack to both this and the first Incredibles are the best Pixar soundtracks yeah yeah like, I'll, give proper, like, I'll give you that I'll give you that Big Everyone bombastic spy. Too. <laughs> There's a Cars 2? Cars 3, isn't there? Uh, there might be, There's yeah. a planes and trains and automobiles. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I just I think that the main storyline was just a bit rehashed and nothing special. Yeah. I get that, and I like that, as you, as you say, the focus was on the wife rather than the husband this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, again, cemented more of the family aspect to it. Yeah. I just like the stupid humour of the child. Uh, yeah, I love the bit. The bits with Jack Jack were brilliant. Uh, does anybody want a mulled wine soaked orange segment? <laughs> sad. Uh, yeah, no, I, I very much enjoy. And I'm a bit the sad villain, to see it again. Her name is Evil Endeavour. Yeah, it is. Evelyn Endeavour. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, the fact that people, you were supposed to be surprised that it was her and not her brother is insane to me because they may as well have just Neither called her Brian Deva and Evelyn Deva. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, she had a great look, though. I liked her a lot. But anyway, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I'm looking at you because I'm assuming you're next. Uh, number four is Ladybird, written and directed by Greta Gerwig and starring Trisha Ronan and Laurie Metcalf. <laughs> Um, Stace is entirely the wrong about this film because yep. it is a fucking phenomenal portrayal it's a good film of teenage awkward bullshit this is my number three so we'll carry on a step off on most of these <laughs> yeah it's it's very Greta Gerwig if, you, if you've seen Greta Gerwig in films this is her going I'm going to make a film that's like the ones I'm in to be fair it's slightly mumblecore 
it got a lot of plaudits. I think he was nominated for an Oscar. I think someone won an Oscar for it as well at some point. I could be no wrong. idea. I feel like Laurie Metcalf might have won an Oscar. What? Our boiler just made two disconcerting sounds and it stressed me out a bit. Yeah, it's a thermostat. Checking what temperature it is. Good, um, good. Yeah, but surprised if people haven't heard of Ladybird, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, watch it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Because not a lot of sister in it well, was, I name. It was entertaining throughout. It was engaging. Performances in it are great. I, yeah. I don't know. Like I'm you Beanie Feldstein, that's it. Rich knows this about me and I'm assuming Phil does too, is that I'm not a big fan of films where not a lot happens and it's relatively normal. Like if it's a film where not a lot happens but it's weird as balls or like very exaggeratedly funny or spooky or something, then I don't tend to mind. But like in this film Every time. <laughs> in this film, like it's literally just about some normal people doing some fairly normal stuff, and it doesn't really do anything or go anywhere. But what's wrong with normal? No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But when I like watch a film, I kind of want to see something different because otherwise, I'm just experiencing like my own life kind of thing. And like, I'm not going to argue with you in that I think it was no, very no, well performed an and like well written and well filmed and everything. But it just it didn't. So, like, it was just good to me. It was just a good film. Like, it wasn't like a, wow, fucking slap some awards and plaudits on that bad boy. Like, it was just a very... You're wrong. Your face is wrong. Has anybody, has anybody ever told you your face is wrong? Objection. <laughs> it's my podcast, so... Uh, wow. Get to fuck. <laughs> don't... Please don't say that again. Please. Um, yeah. Please don't go. It's not a film for me. Don't go. So it's all right. There you go. That's cool. what I feel about that. So now you're on to your number three, then, Stay Four. Oh, didn't you have... Wait, no, yeah. what was your... Hold on, I'm confused. Is number four was Shape of Water. And my number three was Ladybird. So um, your number three... Uh, my number three, and this was totally unexpected to me because I wasn't actually thinking I was going to enjoy it, was Avengers Infinity War. And I know what Not Phil's going to say. Even in my top it doesn't, ten. It doesn't end in a neat little package like I was saying earlier, but I knew that was going to happen because it's and the first half of the thing. This is stuff that normal stuff so happened to normal people. Like, I was... To normal. I think the reason this is so high up my list is because I went in with very low expectations and then it turned out to be really fucking good. So I was just... It blew my mind. Like, I was expecting oh, it to be like a sort of mishmashy, weirdly paced, like, here's a bunch of characters doing a load of... like. Pfft, kind of nonsense and then it actually was. well see no I don't think it was I think they did no, very it, well I really it's, like it but I really like it yeah, yeah. No, no it is but it's not like it's Quite well why it worked. It's, yeah. but it's well I mean, paced and they do very well at spreading it out so it's I'm not like here's all the guardians a lot of people do a lot of nonsense yeah. yeah if it was here's Cap and Iron Man and that's it no it's like here's five minutes of this yeah. here's five minutes of this and you're yeah. like shit yeah I mean, that's what I mean it's, it's, it'd be in my top ten I don't think it makes my top five because for me it's not a film. For it's me, not it's finished. no, no, no. For me, it's like the continuation of the last ten years. Yeah. You yeah. have to have watched it's every only other film in this world. Like you can't not have I don't know nineteen prequels or whatever the fuck it is. With yeah. It, yeah, you know, Avengers and even Age of Ultron are still filmed on their own. Like they're telling oh. a story. No, they're both telling a story. Yeah, but Whereas this is this isn't. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd love you know. The, as I say the pacing. It starts straight off with fucking Thor yeah. and all the the you know dead Stuff. Asgardians and yeah. and whatever being scared and shit. and and it works yeah. and it keeps you you know it, it didn't feel like two and a half hours or oh, it almost sure. was. I think that's why it was it was it was a real big surprise to me because a lot of the even the most recent Marvel movies that I've enjoyed I felt like I've 
I've been watched like checking my watch every. Say as well, we've watched it a couple of times time. since, and it's still and it's still flies really by. good. Yeah. There's there's some very funny and bits. I, I think in that's it. purely because of the here 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 here. I think so. what really helps as well is all the Marvel movies are very well cast. And everybody works really they well together. Richard's shaking his head. I know, Who exactly. are you thinking? Two characters. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch Shut your and head. Tom Hiddleston. Yes. Benedict Cumberbatch is a fucking amazing Doctor Strange, right. and I will not have you say anything. You know what I don't want? Two very, very, very white upper Similar. class toffs with the same fucking personality. No. But I'll give him the dues of fair play for killing Loki yeah. quite far off the bat. Yeah, that was... Uh, it, whether he stays dead or not is irrelevant. They killed him beginning of this film. Yeah. They went, Loki's yeah. gone for the next but two But they're all about hours. doing Loki TV series now, aren't they? Yes, they so are. So I think that, that was his one. kind of... Scarlet Witch is so boring. We're going to kill you quite early, but you'll get a TV series. Or they could always do a thing with Loki. It doesn't have to be Tom Hiddleston in the episode, which yeah. is interesting. It could be a woman or a yeah. child or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and did um, you see the trailer released today? And yes. Have you, have you seen the, the title? I, no, I yes. haven't. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it though. I do need to go and watch it after this. I think I like the fact that the Marvel YouTube channel just says Marvel's Avengers trailer, and then everywhere else go and tell you the fucking title. And yeah. like, they've intentionally not put the title in it because that's the reveal at the end of the trailer. Yeah, I mean, I, I no one listening to this doesn't know the title. I know, yeah, but it's not <laughs> by the time this goes out. Yeah, but um, yeah, I haven't watched the trailer. Uh, okay. I still haven't watched the trailer of Captain Marvel. It is not a trailer. This Marvel Captain Marvel looks great. It's, um, it just it isn't, and that's what I want. I don't, I don't like no trailer. I don't like no mention of it, and then one day it's at the yeah. cinema. Yeah. yeah, likewise. I am midnight screening this. Really? Yeah. Do we think we'll fall asleep? I'm booking two days off work the okay. day before. Well, the day tell, after. Me, tell me when it's happening yeah. and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm, I might fall asleep. Um, I'm not doing any of that bullshit of watching films before leading up to it because I'll fall asleep. Yeah. <sighs> what I will say about it as well is that it's. I really liked where it ended because, mm-hmm. like, I know a lot of people were like, ah, but it, it left me like chomping at the bit. For the next half, ends there because like, it's Thanos. If this me. is Thanos's film, that's his happy ending. Yes, yeah. that's where it should end. Yeah, and I really like the post-credit Captain Marvel bit. Yeah, yes. that was well done. Yes, and yeah. the post-credit Ant-Man bit that's in Ant-Man ties into this quite, yeah, yeah. quite nicely. Um, I and the Spider-Man bit just made me want to do a little cry. Just have a little moment. <laughs> have a little moment. Pull yourself together. I can't, I can't cope. I love him so much. Also, as an aside, going back to what you just said, the Captain Marvel trailer doesn't give much away. No, he looks okay. great. Looks really Apart good. from Sam Neil Jackson looking young, he's very well done, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. They are quite good at the young face, I think. They're not so good at the old right. face. But they've only done the young thing in like pre credits or very like small scenes. This is a film yeah, where he's the secondary character. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, if Coulson young in it, he'll be in it for about two minutes. Yeah. Samuel probably in this for a good half an hour or so. Like, Quite a lot of the movie. Yeah. Now I'm very excited about Captain Marvel, but I didn't think before I saw Avengers: Infinity War, I didn't think I was excited for either half of this story. Now I need the other half. I was half, well up so for Infinity War, was... but not to the level I ended up being when I was watching it. If that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, I can't wait for this. Something be great. Yeah. You know, the Thanos in the trailers look good, and he looked fucking great in this procedure. I will say. I don't like his hands still. I feel like his giant thumbs I think we discussed this when can't we grasp it things. And it's funny in parts when he's trying to pick up the gems with his ginormous CGI thumbs. But other than that, I will give it to you. The The effects in this movie are very good. I still don't get why they CGI'd that one woman's We've face. We've had the conversation. We know why they did it, but I think it's a bad job. It was a mistake. But, um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't have enough good things to say. But, like, the film is, is great. Needed more um, what's-his-chops. Who's fucking Doctor Strange's power? Do you want to change the channel? Yeah. Wong. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, he should have been in it more. He should have been a better Benedict. He, and he never got yeah. his subway. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I loved it. So that was my number three. I'm going to shut up now because I could talk about this all day. Pure square which, My which number three is The Phantom Thread. This is so far down my list. It's wow. ludicrous. Sorry. I have not watched it. Do you like PTA films? Pardon what? Do you like Paul PTA? Thomas Anderson films? <laughs> Name me some. Bergenauk's Magnolia, uh, There Will Be Blood, um, the other one that he did, Punch Front Love. Haven't seen a single one of those? Yeah, sure, they're really good films. <laughs> um, Donald Dennis plays um, a dressmaker who's insane. That's it. Done. Next. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Um, it, it's all right. It's all right. He, he gives a very good performance, but it's not a movie where an awful lot happens, so again, I wasn't keen. And it annoyed me a little a bit. A lot happens. It's about him changing his ways and the way that um, his new like lady treats him to try and. But he just—they just both there. treat each other like shit, though. Yes, it's dreadful. Um, it's amazing. I think, I think I felt a little bit sad about this as well because I've got, I've got what I would describe as a pass, passing interest in fashion. In that this is I, not a film about fashion. But yeah, like I was kind of fashion. hoping it would be a little bit more about fashion. Like I did not think any of the dresses and things he made should have made him as famous a dressmaker in this movie as he is. Annoyed me because his clothes are well boring. But yeah, it's it, it's one of those. It's another one of those for me where it was like wholly average, like. It's it's a well Holy. it's a well done all right movie. <laughs> so does it just like document his descent into madness or? It's not really a descent because no, no, no. it starts off a bit eccentric and bonkers, okay. doesn't he? Like yeah, he's a bit so he's, he's getting on, and I think it's his sister's his assistant and that, and then he gets a new. I don't want to know. She's a maid or something. Alma played by Vicky Creeps, Dutch actress. Was she his maid or something? Didn't he meet her in a, as a server in a in a. In a, a waitress in a cocktail bar. Uh, when, when he met her, yeah. yeah um, and they, they become involved, and it's just about him and how he is, and he goes through stuff. It's very Daniel Day Lewis, if you can deal with him. Um, it's yet another PTA film with a Johnny Greenwood score, so you know the score is mm. going to be fucking excellent. It is excellent. And that I is think excellent. before the film was released over here, the BFI actually put on. A viewing of the film that had no dialogue and with Johnny Greenwood in an orchestra doing the score by okay, yeah, that fucking that, good at the score. Enough. That um, me. Yeah, if you if you've like if you've watched Paul Thomas Anderson films before and don't like them, you are. I was going to say I didn't get through. There will be blood. Yeah, so I mean, there will be a lot slower pace than Phantom Thread. Yeah, um, and if oh, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis is a bit too Daniel Day Lewis for you, but I fucking mm. love. It's the first PTA film I've loved since um, Magnolia. I wouldn't say more rats then. Well, that'll be a very different, different film. Yeah, yeah, different yeah, genre yeah. And very different skills of filmmaking. So that was my number, Trez. Do you want to do your number two while you're out? Is it your number? No, no, but I. My number two is Famous Station number two. Oh, okay, all right, and I'll do my number two then. Yeah. So my number two was Isle of Dogs. Okay. Film. That is a very good film. <laughs> it was in my top ten, I think. I think. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember just which is didn't be expect it. To be at all, I didn't expect to feel any number eight, <laughs> any connection or any emotion or anything. But it's just so beautifully done, and you follow the this the kid and the dogs and the storyline. The animation in it is. Uh, this is the film I wanted Fantastic Mr. Fox to be. Okay, I feel like Fantastic Mr. Fox was just a step off the animation. Where this one is nailed. It's the same style, almost stop animation, but yeah, not quite. Yeah. But the story is fucking great, and the actors in it. I mean, I'm. 
not the world's biggest fan of one voice. Like, if you're a voice actor doing your own voice, but it works in this. They're just perfectly cast. I was going to say, I get a beam up on it a lot about, you know, casting famous people in voice roles where they probably should have gone to, like, you know, better, more a trained, trained voice, voice actors. Actor. Yeah. Um, but everybody in this film, like, fucking pulls out their A game. It is good. Um, I can't fault anybody in it. And, you know, really. it doesn't it doesn't lag the whole journey. The whole... It, it is a journey throughout, and... I like the way they dealt with the translation bits as well. Yeah. In the sense that you didn't have to sit and read like tons of subtitles for like knobs who don't like to read subtitles. Um, There's a lot of sort of things getting translated by translators on screen for you and stuff, um, which I thought was an interesting way to go about it. And then anything that you don't necessarily 100% need to know, they just don't even translate. You can get it from the context cues and it's fine. The only thing I will say about that, and this is 100% on me, is that because I used to study Japanese and then gave up on it for several years, I kept picking up the odd word and then not quite knowing what everything really meant as a sentence. And that was throwing me off a bit, but that is... That is my fault, not the film. That's a very unique situation. You're a fan of Wes Anderson normally. Yeah. 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 Because that helps. (laughs) Well, definitely. I don't know if I am. What else is he... Uh, Royal Life Cannonball, Aquatic. Aquatic. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Um, Bottle Rocket. Was did he do the one about the hotel? Uh, Rushmore. Yeah, he did. Uh, oh, Grand Budapest. Grand Budapest Hotel. Budapest yeah. Hotel. Yeah. Um, oh, Moonrise Kingdom is the only one of his I haven't seen. I haven't then seen he did that Fantastic either. Mr. Fox. Oh, I like that too. Yeah. I like Fantastic Mr. Fox. I just, he wasn't as good as I had before, and this was. This was very good. And again, like you, yeah, it surprised me how good yeah. it was. Yeah. Excellent. That's my number. I think then me and Stacey should do our number ones. And we should all talk about okay. the last film. Yep. Okay, so we're skipping our twos. Yeah, because we'll, we'll, we'll I know that Phil's number one is our number twos. Yep. Okay, so do you want to do your number one or shall I? Uh, who took last at a minute, yeah. I don't it was know. You and Infinity War. Yes, my number one was Sorry to Bother You. The That went in at number one? Yes. What? We See, watched I that like you... three days ago. Yeah. No, we watched it today. It came out today. Oh, yeah, we did watch it today. I saw both of your ratings and they were very different. We had the day off work and I watched shall tell it you for today. Momentarily. Um, stars Lakeith Stanfield, Tessa Thompson and Stephen Young. Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield plays <clears throat> a bit of a loser who goes for a job at a call centre doing telesales. Tessa Thompson plays a political activist artist. Yeah. And they're dating. So he gets a job just to make some money. He gets really good at it when Danny Glover tells him to demo sales to your white voice. And his white voice is provided by David Cross. Okay. (laughs) You just mentioned three names there, yeah. It then gets infinitely weirder. It's like watching a Michelle Gondry film made by someone who is much higher or drunk than Michelle Gondry. Is that Um, possible? Towards the beginning, the bits where he makes a telesales call. I love Instead of making the call, his desk drops into where they are to talk to him. So, like, he'll see some woman sitting in her house crying because her husband just died and he's trying to sell her encyclopedias or some shit. Or, like, he'll walk... You know, like, literally appear in a toilet. Yeah, like, basically on a man's lap. shit on the phone and that kind of like, thing. So, that's the level of... Surreal. Very visual, yeah. yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> it's pretty fucking weird. And then Army Hammer appears, and it gets infinitely weirder. I love weirder. him. <laughs> okay, what, right. what a uh, handsome man is... and a very good acting dude. Some bits are fucking hilarious. Some are quite terrifying. Some are very confusing. It's an anti-capitalist film. It's a it's socialist propaganda. If you think films shouldn't be political now, do not watch this D- film. Yeah, don't watch this. If you it's think that right wing or is fine, don't watch this. It is socialist as fuck. It's not for you. <laughs> he gets good at his job, so he get promotion, so then he tries to... His friends are all activists against uh, capitalism and he goes the other way. And okay. his boss, when he gets a promotion, 
Um, his white voice is done by um, Pat Oswalt. So you've it? got two very white, pathetic sounding men. Yeah. I, I've got to admit, I had a hard time picking up that it was two different people at first. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew the first one was David Cross, but the second one to me sounded like David Cross if he had a bit He's of a cold. He's a bit white, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, i tell you for why oh, it got on. such a different... Tessa Thompson's white oh. voice is... She pulls out briefly... Oh, fuck. It's gone. Carry on. Um, yeah, I'll tell you from why my reaction to it was way different to Richie's. Up to a point, I straight up adored this movie. Right, um, right. For all the reasons Rich was saying, it's very visual. There's some really interesting directorial decisions. Lily the acting, James. The acting is fantastic. Um, a lot of the ideas are fantastic. There's one, and I'm not going to spoil it because I really want you to see it because I, I, I kind of want to watch it with you. Um, just and everyone else that ever sees it, just to see if they have the same reaction I did. Right. Where a thing happens, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I was like, I don't get this movie anymore. Also, Terry Crews is in it. Terry Crews um, is in it. He's great. Cast. Yeah, it's Lakeith Stanfield is wonderful. This, the the soundtrack is great because it's yeah. by like Tune Yards and Tune Yards does a lot of original music, and I think it's um. Is it the, the core? What are they called? No, it's uh, the director Boots Riley. It's his band, isn't it? Yeah. Boots Riley's a rapper. So the soundtrack is is really wonderful. But yeah, literally this like and I got what, a divisive moment. I got what the film was saying at the first about the anti capitalism and all that sort of stuff and, and how race plays into things and all that sort of stuff. And then this one thing happened and I was like, I don't I don't get it anymore. And then I couldn't I couldn't get back into the film. It also has the best joke of the year. What? When they go into the corporate lift and the code to use it is like oh, 300 digits. It's so many There's digits no reason long. it's funny, it just is. It's just, just really funny. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, up to a point. That's why it gave it three stars, because the first half of the movie was like a five star movie for me. But the second, well, it's not even a half, it's like a bit less than a half. The second, like, bit of it was just like, what What am I watching? I, don't, I just don't, yeah, don't know what I'm looking at. So, yeah. had you not seen that today, what would your number of five have been? Just, just, just intriguing because <laughs> obviously this is uh, uh, real time Mission Impossible Fallout wow okay so moving on stage is number one because I my, fucking hated most of that well you're one. wrong well I usually am pardon me I've done a little burp and it was a bit um, it was a bit acidic um, <laughs> uh, my number one surprising absolutely zero people who have ever met me was Deadpool 2 nah. <laughs> I like the film but it's ah. sticking with my theme of needing things that made me laugh this year thanks Rich it uh, it made me laugh it actually genuinely shocked me the first time I saw it really? Um, what? I was not expecting her to die within the first like oh, 20 minutes of hey, spoilers me, if, a, if, if a film has anything in the cables in it will get reversed well yeah but yeah, I, th- I thought it was I thought it was just as funny as the first one. The action nah. sequences were just as good, if not better, in some of them. There were some great musical the, decisions the f- that, for some reason, were, were backtracked on the um, director's cut, the yeah. super cut. The funniest moments in this are better than the funniest moments in Deadpool, but Deadpool is more funny. Yeah, agreed. It is agreed. more. Yeah, I agree. That was badly. No, I know exactly what you were saying, and I I do agree. And the, the cameo. Is one of the best cameos in the history of movies. I mean, there's, a, <laughs> yeah. there's just there's just a lot going on in this I mean, movie. Both of the surprise ones are, but that one is the one you both know one about is great. Yeah, Domino yeah, yeah, yeah. is fucking Domino's phenomenal. Fucking Beats is amazing in it. You know, Ryan Reynolds is is just perfect as Deadpool. He was in the first one. He still is now. I never want it to stop. Mm-hmm. I am hundred percent going to see. 
I'm going to go see the the PG twelve e whatever the one Deadpool it is. Deadpool Christmas. It's yeah. fifteen over here. Yeah. It's only on like next Wednesday, so I don't care. I'm going to see yeah. it after work, whether anyone yeah. wants to come or not. It'll be out on DVD, Blu-ray again, won't it? Another reason to buy it. But yeah, like I, I just thought it, to me it was just I was concerned that it wasn't going to be as good as Deadpool because that I film don't think it was rocked my world, and I, I, I think it was. I think it was just as good. My mum thinks it was better. I disagree. The X Men cameo was great. <laughs> All of it. It was, was just about the right amount. Yeah, it was all yeah. you needed. I do think they'd uh, they'd improve the um, CGI on Colossus a little bit this time yeah, around as well. That's fair. They got a bigger budget as well. Yeah, there were a couple of things about it that I wasn't one hundred percent keen on. Like, can we stop murdering everybody's wives and daughters to motivate I them more to do Terry Crews? Terry Crews. I was sad about that because I think about a week before I it's saw this. It's a brilliant this, thing to do, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got these trailers with X Force in yeah. and then uh, kill uh, them And then just immediately. I think one of my favourite things was The Vanisher. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I like it as well. The only one he goes back to save is Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Peter. He's so cute. Um, yeah, I love it. But yeah, did, did, I think the Fred Savage bits will be interesting. His shirt cocking it. Like, it could do with less TJ Miller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but couldn't everything it had less TJ Miller well probably. yeah <laughs> um, but yeah like that that was my top because it it was just what I needed when I needed it if that makes sense so yeah that no, was no, my I still enjoyed one. it still enjoyed it tippity top of my list you're number one film it's, it's a very superhero list my top five considering I keep you're going on about how sick of superhero movies that Incredibles. not an Incredibles count I think you're number one film which is mine and Stacey's number two Annihilation Phil broke it that's fine my number one was Annihilation. What? The Alex Garland flick? The Alex Garland flick. <laughs> Which, you know... Why the fuck did this not get a cinematic oh release in so this bastard country? Fuck knows. <coughs> there is some beautiful imagery in this movie that needs Concept to be Blue seen Rain on Apple, the big screen. Though, really. um, Still can't watch can it on we, a fucking can giant screen, the, can I? Can we pay the electric cinema to put it on for us? That will at one point. They'll have to. <laughs> yeah. right, so come on. Or Mockingbird or something. This is a film. If we'd have gone to see normally, I would have gone back to see IMAX if I could. Yeah. Ooh. Look at it. Uh, but the IMAX, though. I don't care. Um, look look at it. it like, is... When we saw Dunkirk and IMAX, we had to. I, well, yeah, I would have was... wanted to be an IMAX. Giant mutated bear skull. Oh, my God, that was terrifying. And it had people, the people's... Oh, oh, oh. Do you know what it got me? It was the, the people plants. I didn't like them. The plants were creepy. Ple- the people tree things. But, it, it oh. yeah, it visually, it was great. Stunning. The, Absolutely stunning. I don't know what it is as a film either. Like, it's not a sci-fi, it's not an action, it's not a horror, but it is as well. And yeah. It's hard to not describe. Not in a mashup, it just, every moment, like, is fucking perfect for this and kind just of the, film. And the, just the cast was great and they yeah. carried it and... For a follow-up to Ex Machina, you can't ask for, like... It was his follow-up to Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. He went in an entirely different direction and it worked. Because he could have done another... Creepy, slow building, oh, what's happening kind of thing. But yeah. he did like more of a a multiple, you know, there's what, four main cast members, four or five, yeah. five the Oscar Isaac. It was in your face from the start. Yeah. And... The last half an hour of it was fucking mesmerising. Like, legitimately like, what am I looking at? But I know it's amazing. It's <laughs> like, it has an ambiguous ending. Yeah. It does, but it's... <laughs> But it's an intriguing one to me. It's well, not, it, like, it didn't feel out of place, though, did it? Yeah, no. Compared no, to the whole thing. There's the whole... I don't, I think the whole film's pretty ambiguous. Yeah. It's well, yeah. a mystery throughout, isn't there? It's suspense. Yeah. Natalie Portman is fucking bossing it, too. Like, I think they all are. She is um, bringing her A-game. Gina Rodriguez in it is someone I've not really seen in much. Yeah. She was very good in it. Yeah. There's, like, Jennifer Jason Lee and Tessa Thompson. Just seeing, seeing Tessa Thompson's great. She's so good. 
Um, like she's probably the one I remember the least out of the four of them. Nah, she just her character doesn't get ton to do, I suppose. No, but she's it is what it is. One of them's going to yeah. be fair. It's also a film where it doesn't shout at you. That, Look at these four strong women; <laughs> they just are. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's show not tell, and I fucking love that. Yeah. About it. I think it was an interesting flip on the fridge as well, in the sense that Natalie Portman's character was motivated to go because her husband was husband, in dire yeah. straits, kind of thing. Um, but was he? Or did I? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I did look like I, I just really wish I'd have seen it on a big screen. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like watching it on our telly, on even Netflix, though our yeah. telly's pretty I'm good. A big, I hate people going Netflix ruining film, but and if Netflix make a film, I can do it like with it. They didn't fucking make this. No, but no one else wanted to buy it, and Netflix did. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, How yeah, did I'm anyone glad else of that, but... look at this movie and go, Nah, mate. Like, like. Well, uh, the, a lot of mainstream audience uh, twats. Let's no, face it. That is but true. If, uh, sorry to bother you, can get a cinematic release in this country. So can Annihilation. True. Yeah. Especially with, with an English cast, English yeah. director and, and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's uh, fucking weird. I don't. I think a lot of people would have walked out not understanding it or complaining. But good. Well, yeah, good. They right. deserve death. Well, that's going a teeny bit far. Is it? I think so, yeah. Tis the season. Shit. <laughs> Tis the season to wish murder upon folks. Moida. Yeah. So, in essence, we're telling everyone now they should watch Shape of Water and Annihilation, really. Um, and Corporate and Barry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Uh, we all agree. And Cop Car. And Butts, apparently. Oh, 100% Cop Car. Don't watch Cop Car. Watch not, Cop Car. Seriously. Good. There's only so many times we can say this it's not very when it's good, not year appropriate. But... I've watched it every day since I've ever seen it. No, you haven't. What an absolute... It is mind, he has. Yeah. It is mindscape porn. In his mind palace. Um, 2018, eh? Oh, yeah, that was definitely a year, wasn't it? it what, yeah. A year with some of the greatest, like, fucking films and music and shit. It's I wish weird. I'd have been more motivated, like, during the sort of April to sort of September times to partake of things. Uh, also, a bit of a shame. the best thing in 2018 was Teddy Perkins. Yes. No, I will say, like, because briefly when we thought we weren't going to be able to cobble together a top five of TV each, I did think about adding a category for, like, your favourite thing. Ongoing. Yeah, like, ongoing. That, that, like, there was a series of in 2018, but. Yeah, I'm just not telling 2018. That's what Atlanta probably would have been all of ours, wouldn't it? I think mine would have been Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll oh, give I did. She's the last season. Okay. Uh, but not just that, like, Teddy Perkins episode. That, and, yeah. The one where um, Paperboy gets mugged and gets lost in the forest yes. is fucking great. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, that, that show's amazing. Was great, but how, how that got better than series one. Yeah. It, I mean, from series Don't one, the only might actually not be pizza. human, I think. Like, the fact that he can be so talented at, like, literally everything he fucking ever stand-up does. Stand-up comedy is shit. He's the only good thing about Solo. But his stand-up comedy is I'm not, shit. I don't think I've ever seen any of it, but, I, yeah, I don't I think know. I've seen his Netflix special. Is it shit? Yeah, mm. I didn't like it. I got bored. Have you guys got any thoughts about what you're looking forward to in 2019s? Uh, Avenger. Captain Marvel, get him back. End game. End game. Oh, you've ruined game. it now for everybody. They'll have seen it by the time you edit this shit. I was going to say, this isn't coming out till like Christmas Eve, so. <laughs> yeah, Avenger Endgame and Atlanta Series 3, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I hope... Actually, Brooklyn 99 Series 6, I'm really looking forward to. Aquaman. Yeah. No, Aquaman no. this year, Phil. Watched it next shit. week. It's the best thing. I feel like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse might be something that I'm either going to... Venom 2. 
I still haven't seen Venom. Seeing um, Spider-Man Far From Home next year, that'll be good. Oh yeah, that will be good, I would imagine. Um, I'm excited for things. Rum, 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 talking. You do run, 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 you do run, run. <laughs> I think on that note, because we all seem to have run out of all words and steam and stuff, do you guys want to tell people where they can do you a follow on the internet? It's a bit personal, isn't it? Um, I'm on Grinder. Don't hit me up. <laughs> Nobody's on Tumblr anymore because you can't do a porn no, on there. <laughs> <laughs> on my I'm on Meow Meow Beans. Meow Meow Beans. I found out today that you can put um, sexy porn artwork on Pornhub. It's not just videos. Anyway, because that's where everyone from Tumblr's going, apparently. Right. 2019. Glass. Glass will be good. Uh, oh, is that the one that's the follow-up to the thing that I haven't watched? Unbreakable yeah. and I, I didn't like Split. Unbreakable, and I haven't seen oh, Split. I liked Unbreakable. I didn't like Split. Happy Death Day to you will obviously be the best thing in next year. <laughs> Purge yeah. twenty-seven. That audio, yeah, the Purge. I was like, is that one of my favourite shows? Yeah, but no, it was just all right. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. put on the background films. Uh, Shazam's there. Oh, the new Hellboy will actually be. Oh I'm yeah, that looks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that a lot. Lenu Hellboy and Game Detective Pikachu, obviously. Oh, I'm blatantly all over. I'll that. watch that. Even though Mr. Mime looks like a nightmare. Like, you just want to see Ryan Reynolds or hear him. I do. I love Ryan Reynolds. He can't do any wrong in my well, eyes. I mean, Phoenix. he can because he's like the changer. Is, is New Mutants ever coming out? Well, <laughs> Who knows? Is that a film? <laughs> one day. Um, oh well. Is there uh, going to be a series two of Final Space? Because I want one. I don't care. Sure, there will be. I hope so. <laughs> On, on those burp-related notes, um, find us on Pornhub and... Uh... Please don't find me on there. <laughs> Pornhub.com backslash anal gaping. That's where you'll find them. Anal drizzles. I'll have <laughs> anus. Oh, good Lord. Uh, do us a follow Let's go and at Stacey's Parlour on Twitter. at com for the emails. Do us a review and have a fucking brilliant have Christmas, guys. Have some words and stuff. A merry little Christmas. I didn't know the next line. Richie's going to toot. Yep, there he goes. And uh, yeah, have a have and a that note. have a gassy Christmas all. Is it acceptable to open tomorrow on the advent calendar? Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's, it's almost tomorrow. Bye, oh, bye everyone. Tomorrow. We love you.